Welcome to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Kevin Favor, sitting in with Jeff Loggeman, Captain Kirk Waltz, and our boy Michael's bringing it to you this morning. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Chris, Chris is out. on a sabbatical. Yep. By the way, have you guys talked to Chris? He's yes. doing okay? Yes, I did. he's doing fine. I talked, talked to him to yesterday. Him. I talked yep. to him twice yesterday. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Good crazy yeah. things going around, you know. Absolutely. I want to make sure everybody's okay. Yep, and just like uh, uh, we, we were talking about a little bit before I – Sent all my my Louisiana brothers' prayers yesterday. Some texts. I was just and, getting ready to pull that up, and um, because this 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 no joke, man. It's it, it's getting ready to barrel into Louisiana, Ida, right? Ida, Ida, yeah. Oh and, boy, and, I don't uh, know. <laughs> I wish it'd go somewhere else. I, I, yeah, what yeah. The heck, I, I, poor Louisiana, four I mean, of them I last year. I know. They're, they're they, talking. They like in the last four or five years. I just, mean, had just, one just about every year. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we remember they had what a Cat Five go through Lake Charles last year. I um, mean, they're they're yep. saying Hurricane Laura. Yep, major hurricane. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And it hits. Yep, Category Four. God, is what there's hundred. I mean, it literally. I think it's going to go right through Lake Charles again. It's 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 it, and and, right? and yeah, and then and then like Morgan City, and then New Orleans is going to be on the bad side of it. I mean, it, yeah, it's supposed to. Um, oh. and, and, and and my buddies uh, that, that that live there, um, I've hunted with for for a long time. That'll make you move, man. No kidding, right? Yeah, they're already boarded up. They are. He. They're. They're like, dude. We're we're getting ready to leave. You know. They're they're like. They're, we've been prepared. You know. I don't. I think they just have the plywood sitting in the backyard or so. <laughs> Yeah. They do a seven or, o'clock. Or take it down from last year. Yeah. Well, they do a seven a.m. wake or seven a.m. update. Mm-hmm. The four a.m. Central Daylight Time, which is the five a.m. Eastern update, uh, says the Ida is moving toward the northwest near sixteen miles per hour, and this general motion should continue through late Sunday or early Monday. A slower northward motion is forecast on Monday. Mm-hmm. On the forecast track, the center of Ida will move over the southeastern Gulf of Mexico today and over the north-central Gulf of Mexico on Sunday. It's then expected to make landfall along the U.S. northern Gulf Coast within the hurricane warning area by late Sunday or early Monday and then move through portions of Louisiana or western Mississippi later on Monday. Maximum sustained winds are near 80 miles per hour with higher gusts. Rapid strengthening is forecast during the next 24 to 36 hours. And it is expected to be an extremely dangerous major hurricane when it approaches the northern Gulf Coast on Sunday. Mm. Weakening, obviously, is expected once it makes landfall. But hurricane force winds are extending outward 25 miles from the center, and tropical storm force winds extend outward up to 115 miles an hour. Wow. Excuse me, 115 miles. miles. Yeah. Whew. Good Lord. Yeah, it's a monster. It sure is. I'll tell you, this may have been one of the weirdest weeks of weather around here. Oh, my gosh. It's been terrible. <laughs> it, it, it's, check that box. It, it, I'm serious. I mean, I'm, I'm thankful that we don't have an Ida yeah, to I know, worry me too, about. Buddy. But, I mean, our weather has sucked this it, summer. It is terrible this summer. I mean, really? No, seriously. I mean, 
you know, Kirk and I basically didn't get offshore in April and May. I mean, oh well, we didn't, we, and, and, and barely in June. Yeah, and in June, we when we did, we got beat to get, death. Got beat to death. I mean, it beat yeah. me up, buddy. Yeah, May um, and June beat I me mean, up. I mean, Jeff, this this week, Monday was pretty. Um, yeah, there was some bait around Monday. Mon- Monday was a good day. Tuesday wasn't bad. T- Tuesday there was a swell, but um, Tuesday was the 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 best day. And 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 I'm, I mean, I'm not exaggerating. From two years, it's the best day that I've seen of bait pods. Really? I, I mean, like like huge bait pods. Uh, and I was so basically weird. all by myself. And I called Leon. I said, man, you need to come down there. Now, the, the water temperature's dropped. Mm-hmm. It's dropped by about seven, eight degrees. So it's 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 got these fish. Um there there was there was there was tarpon in there. I did catch one finally. Wow. Um I the, heard that by the way. I was listening to you and Prosser okay. yesterday morning on my drive north. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. And so and then and then what was so interesting is that you know, obviously on Wednesday, what are you going to do? You're going to go back to where all that bait was and go tarpon fishing. You know, gone, 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 gone. gone. Is is that weird or what? Gone, Jeff. I mean, you're talking as far as you can see down the beach. These humongous pods and just tarpon in them and sharks and oh, you know, you go to bed that night. You're going, man, I got an easy day tomorrow. Yeah. You know, take my tarpon rods. Gone. And go, gone. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> you know, have a plan B. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, you know, and 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 what what happened on Wednesday was we ended up finding bait to the south. So I said, okay, well, I've got my trolling rods. I'll just you know I'll ease out to nine mile, mm-hmm. and it was a beautiful day. I got halfway out there, turned around, came back, wind switched, started blowing out of the southeast. I thought, ah, no big deal. No, it's blowing, dude. When I got there, yeah, it's blowing. But I, I mean, it was like it was no joke, rough. I'm mm-hmm. like, what the hell? Uh huh. You know, I mean, seriously, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Um. Thursday took I, I, I had the day off. So Friday, yesterday, I wake up and I do my fishing report, right? And I wasn't even gonna leave the dock till eight o'clock. And I'm, I'm I literally I'm doing my fishing report, and all I can hear is look like look like a war out there. I'm like, what the hell, dude? It was it was honking. And I'm uh, and it, there's lightning there's all, lightning over, the place, all over the place. I look at the the radar. Wind's and, honking, lightning's yeah. blowing, or lightning's. I mean, it's it was bad. I mean, I I called my charter at six thirty, and I said, "Look, I, I mean, looking at the radar, it was raining from St. Augustine to Daytona, um, yeah, and it was all going north northwest." And I'm going, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, it's, it's up to you guys. I mean, if y'all want to go get wet, we could go. But anyway, ended up canceling yesterday. I mean, okay, enough. I mean, if you look at the radar this morning, it's the same damn thing. It's I mean, it's coming off the ocean, man, and it's subtropical. Yes, exactly, Kurt. I mean, I you know, I, I didn't fish uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, and then fish Thursday. I had Mike Barker, one of our um, regular listeners, and, and just real, real quick for folks that are just tuning in. Yeah, we got started a little early today. Just a little early. Yeah, yeah. we're just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. On so the side there. yeah, bonus. They just the radio was demanding more of us. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Good thing know, we were all on time this morning. Exactly. A lot of times we were rolling the I door at six fifty eight, six fifty nine. Dragon butt. Yeah. 
But I don't know. It's been it's just been a, an unusual summer to it, say the least. It has, it has. I mean, there's I I um I, I, I sitting there with Carrie yesterday, and I was going, you know, and Jeff, you'll remember this. You you'll remember me telling you this four years ago. It, we the fishing was so easy, it was it was ridiculous. I mean, you literally threw the net one time. You can venture off wherever you want. If you want to stay on the beach, you know, you catch four or five kings. If you want to go offshore, you'd catch, I don't know, 15, 20. You know, and, and, and it just has, I mean, it, it, you know, obviously at that time we enjoyed it. But, man, I'll tell you what, the last two years, it's been tough being a charter captain. I can tell you that right now. All it's, right, well, let, let's, uh, let's do a weather let's report. Do. An official weather report brought to you by the Bearded Pig, the best barbecue in Jacksonville, two locations to serve you. And both of them essentially brand new. One of them at the beach on A1A in Jack's Beach. And then the other one is right there at uh, Kings Avenue. New location on Kings Avenue, just a little bit south of the original location there. So check it out, Best Barbecue, period. All right, it's not good. I want to read you the synopsis. The area will spend the next couple days sandwiched between high pressure to the northeast and Hurricane Ida to the south and west. Prevailing east flow will become southeast around Sunday night and then south from Monday night through Wednesday. Sunday and Monday could be dry with high pressure near the region on those days, but otherwise expect daily chances for showers and thunderstorms. Boy. (laughs) That's the thing. I mean, this year, I mean, every day it's raining. There there ain't no doubt. All right, uh, here it is. Today, east winds 15 knots, and I can tell you right now it's blown every bit of 15. Oh, yeah. Every bit, seas three to five feet, and I guarantee you, right now it's uh, it's on it's at the five side, mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit up. Mm-hmm. Tonight, southeast winds ten to fifteen, seas three to five. Tomorrow, east winds ten knots, three to four, seven seconds on the intervals. Monday, southeast winds five to ten, seas two to three. Hmm. Tuesday, south winds five to ten, increasing to ten to fifteen in the afternoon, seas two to three. And then Wednesday, Southwest, ten to fifteen, two to three. Ugh. Well, the the only good news about that forecast is that we 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 had a full blown upwelling thermocline, whatever oh, yeah. you whatever you want to call it, right? and it, it it it's it totally affected the fishing. Um, with these with, with that wind switched on Wednesday, Jeff, it switched to onshore, mm-hmm. and it has not stopped. Since then, no, and, it's been blowing. It's been blowing, and and so that that should disperse the upwelling thermocline again. Whatever you want. To I know call one it. thing. Well, the positive thing on this upwelling, not to cut you off, is that you know, for instance, the fishing at the jetties in the mouth of the that's where I'm going. St. John's River has been awesome. Mullet yeah. run, yeah. I mean, I mean that finger mullet wind, or moving, guarantee you they're going to go. And all the fish that were in deep water. You know, dispersed because of the heat of the summer, mm-hmm. have moved up, and they're taking advantage of this cool water. I um, mean, I was catching black drum, yep. black margates, black margates, ringtails, yep. which you don't see in the summer a whole hell of a lot. Um, a lot of slot reds, flounder. I mean, it's been the bite yesterday and Thursday were pretty darn good. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 been the same way in San Augustine. Jeff, you talked about mullet moving. Yeah. Um, Mullet all up and down the beach on Tuesday. Yeah. 
Uh, I figured that. Yep. You know, I'm in, and not, not, not the big mullet, but you know, the small finger mullet. Finger mullet. Yeah. They're, they're, they're all, which, which is strange to me because it really wasn't any kind of a blow. But it's just that time of year something goes off in their little brains, and you know, they, they start going south. They know what's coming. Um, but with this with this blow today, well, yesterday and today, oh, it'll get it, him. It'll it, get him going. It'll get him going. Yeah. Yep. And so for the next four or five days, right? Find the inlets. Oh, I, I mean the next two or three weeks. Yeah. You know I, mean, I mean, absolutely. But yeah. I mean, I mean, it's going. It's going to start. Damn right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had four sheephead on Thursday. That's crazy. You know, and then I had one yesterday. And and the funny thing on Thursday, I had three on, guys on, on shrimp. On shrimp, and th- I had three guys that could fish, right? And and they wore them out. And I I'm standing there and I'm watching them getting bites, and I'm going, God, that bite's not like that's not a mango. I'm thinking that's not a, that's, yeah. that's not a snapper when I was on mangrove. Mm-hmm. So I picked up a rod and I threw one time and hit the bottom, and I felt that thump. I was like, that's a dang sheephead, and I set the hook on about a three pound fish, Ooh. and we caught. Ooh. We caught three or four real quick, and I was like, "I'll be John Brown." Yeah, you know, here we are, that? heat of the summer. That's that's what thermoclines do. Cool water moved yep. in there. Yep, yep. I mean, it it dropped, Jeff. It dropped like like I said, seven, eight, sometimes nine degrees. Wow. It, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it the water temperature south of Matanzas was like seventy five, seventy six. No kidding. Yeah. Can wow. you get can you yep. get fiddler crabs right now? Like, oh yeah, buy a, I mean, I'd be buying. Yeah, yeah, crabs I, I, going I'm, I'm sure it'd be easy to get fiddler yeah. crabs right now. Right? Yeah, you're. Yeah, I mean, go catch them yourself. But I mean, I'm just. <laughs> I almost did yesterday. I mean, you didn't. I mean, I would have said, all right, I'm going to go target them. The, yeah. the, the doggone blennies and the gumbies and the gobies are so terrible. bad on the rocks. Yeah. Oh my god, they ate us alive yesterday. Yeah, they're terrible. I mean, you catch you catch ten of those and then one good slot fish. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, man. Just kept moving. You had yeah. to keep moving. Yeah. The only thing that you know, you always tell people too. The only thing you can do is let them let them eat your shrimp. Yeah. You know, let them peck out and peck out and hope that another fish comes over there and takes it away from them. Well, like you said last Saturday, and and we've said for a couple of weeks, the mangrove fishing in the river in St. Augustine and Jacksonville has been very good. Yeah, it has. I mean, people are going out and getting their limits of twelve to fourteen inch mangroves. Mm-hmm. Man, those are good to eat. Yeah, no doubt. And they fight like crap. I mean, it's like yep. catching a you know a little uh, what is it a war mouth mm-hmm. out of freshwater, and there's plenty of them. But the bad thing is those little dog snapper, gray snapper, whatever you want to call them, they got those teeth, and man, they'll tear a shrimp off a hook Absolutely. so quick. Yep. But you just got to keep trying to catch them. Mm-hmm. You know, once you get them going. Now, one thing that that, that that that's good is those little finger mullet, those little pinky finger mullet. Yeah, yeah. Those big man candies will eat candies. them bad boys. Yeah, they will. They will eat them like crazy. Yep. So if you see them around the dock, folks, get you a net full. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot of those um, this week, and it, it just it kind of reminds me of of September, Jeff. You know, they're just like out in the middle of the intercoastal. You know, mm. just kind of swimming around in circles mm. and stuff, and the jacks are hitting them, and you know, so there there's there's no doubt that with with what I saw this week and what Kirk saw um, the mullet moving around with this blow, just like you said. It, it, I mean, today and tomorrow will be great days to go to the jetties. Oh, yeah. yeah just be careful. Yeah, you got to be careful because yeah, it'll be nasty. Outgoing tide with west, at, I mean, well, with well, east. At, and the other positive thing, Bull storms. Red Run has start. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I mean, they're they're, they're ha- starting to push in. They're hammering them in St. Augustine. I mean, the Bull Reds are pushing in the inlets now, yeah. and they're hungry. I mean, we caught a couple yesterday. We had one uh, on Thursday, caught a, like an eight-foot bull shark in the river way up there by mm-hmm. Whiteshell. Who caught one? 
We caught uh, on An eight foot bull shark. Eight foot bull shark. You caught it. We caught it. Did you really? Put that, put that. You get a ten, picture. Put that ten. Yeah. Put that ten thousand Saragossa down there. Did you really? With fifty pound braid. You did. Yeah. That, that thing ate it, and I said, "It's yours if you want it." He goes, "I'm gonna catch it." I said, "Go for it." So, so did you use like a wire leader? Or? No, that's a funny thing. Had fifty pound monofilament with a four aught hook. Well, Caught him right in the corner of the mouth. Were you planning on trying to catch a no, shark? We were fishing for bull reds. Okay. Mm. We had just caught one bull red and released it and took a picture and rod went off again. I thought, oh, this is a bigger one, you know. And then all of a sudden, it, it did the bigger. freight train. Yeah. yeah. You know, it just does. You know. I was like, that's not a redfish, you know. <laughs> he goes, what do you think it is? I said, that's a shark and that's a big one. And he fought it all the way to what the boat. You, what were you using for bait? Um, I was using uh, cut. Greenies. Huh. Cut greenies. Yep. Cutting the heads off, cutting yeah. the tail off, and just pin them by the tail. Yeah. Sucked it right up, man. Man, Salt Run is loaded with pogies about two to three inches. Those are perfect. Perfect, perfect inshore bait. Perfect yeah, inshore Those mangrove bait. snapper will eat the crap oh, out of them my things, word. Man. And those bull reds. And so where's the too. picture of the shark, man? I ain't seen it. What, yeah. are you, what are you doing? I got it on my phone. I'll, I'll get it in a minute. I'll bring it in. I left it in the truck. But yeah, it was a it was a big old shark. I want to see that. Mm. Ten, eight feet, eight feet, big old fat. What, head. what, what was what is an eight foot bull shark weigh? Two hundred fifty pounds. Yeah, I'd say about two fifty. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he looked at that and he goes, "This guy was from Tipton, Georgia." Tifton, Tifton. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "That's the biggest fish I ever caught." I was like, "Absolutely." Dude, I said, I'm proud of you. I said, I'd, I'd have passed that rod five minutes ago. <laughs> well, the problem is you're fighting a current, too. Well, you got a three-knot current. We had to break off the trolling motor and, yeah. and, and catch it and get over the top of it a couple times. And it worked him to death. I mean, it really you, did. Man, you got to be careful of them things. Oh. And 50-pound braid? Yeah, yeah I exactly. Mean, you that's be careful. But that Saragossa, that Shimano, yeah. tore his butt up, buddy. That's awesome. I just locked that thing down. It was great. All right, let me uh, do a tide report brought to you by Angie Subs. If you haven't been to Angie Subs, you're missing out on the best sub shop in Jacksonville. And I will, my recommendation, mm-hmm. what, I've, you know, I go through phases. Mm-hmm. I was on the Peruvian for a while. Right, yeah. I can't stop ordering the Dr. Bang Scrippy now. What Crunchy. is in that? What is in it? It's got like a, uh, what do they call that? Capicola, like a t- Italian meat? Yeah, it's like a, it's a it's a seasoned Italian it, okay dry dry what is it dry hung ham yeah so it's got Capicola. it's got that Italian kind of lunch meat it's mm-hmm. like prosciutto and then it has chicken salad oh okay and of course got really go, oh yeah it's and it's the oddest combination that you would ham think, and chicken salad you would think it would never work mm-hmm. okay but it works beautifully <laughs> and I get it crunchy. With the mm-hmm. barbecue Toasted. Fritos on it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you put crap. Oh. God almighty. I wouldn't put and then I get the french fries, too. Yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> Look at Michael. He's in there like, yeah. See, you know. That is awesome. I'm just telling you. That sounds when, nasty When you me. go there and you sit there and you go, it's not going to work. Chicken salad. Do, and you, do you need this to cut it in half? I pretty much do. <laughs> it's a big old tree saw. Hole saw. Oh, but no, it is awesome. Anyway, Angie Subs, best sub shop in Jacksonville. Don't forget about the Grom at the Beach. And if you want to call your order in. 904-246-2519 and the tides for the Mayport, Mayport Bar Pilot Docks today at 7.07, just a few minutes ago, it is the low tide. That's a .76, but with an east wind, 
Uh, it's probably not quite low as that. Uh, how much would that change at? 15 mile an hour east wind? Not much. Not much, you no. don't think? No. Will it change the timing of it? No, not really. No? It, it'll. The only thing that'll change really is the high tide. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which the high tide is at 1.38 p.m. today. That's a 4.68. And then uh, later on tonight at 7.52 p.m., it's another low tide. That's a 1.24. Tomorrow at 7.53 a.m., that's your low tide. That's a 0.91. That's your tide support brought to you each and every week by Angie Subs. All right, let's take a break. Let's do we come back, uh, more of Captain Kirk, Captain Kevin, and me, and then we've got to figure out about this new facial hair look with Captain yeah, Kirk. Yeah, I'm telling you. It's just, I, it's, 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 it, it, I keep looking at it going, it's do, off, do man. I like Are you it? Same or, way? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's not there yet. It's, yeah. It's, it's only a, a, a little over a week old, and I told my wife, I said, I'm going to let it grow for a week, and then she goes, it doesn't look too bad. Maybe give it one more week, see how it does. It's got the curlies. Yeah, it's got the curly on the mustache yeah. going too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. dude, you need to. I mean, I'm thinking like, I keep wanting to like, maybe I should run out in the break and go to the get some shears pharmacy and get some wax. get some wax for his yeah. for his mustache <laughs> to get it out of his mouth. It's like curling back into his mouth. You're gonna yeah. be like Jim Zumbo before you know, with uh, hair coming out of your ears. Uh, and stuff. No, I won't do that. I'm not gonna. No, you know I'm where pretty, you're. Your nose hair just grows right into your mustache. I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at maintenance, you know. <laughs> pretty good at maintenance. Uh, All right, let's go. take a break. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk to Mark. We'll talk to you, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimbic Buick GMC Outdoor Show. That's a stud. I mean, that's a, that's a stud. Cat Kirk just showed me this. That's Shark 8. Plus foot bull shark right alongside his boat that he caught this week. I mean, added that right there, keep you out of the water. I mean, just, I'm just telling you, it'll keep you out of the water. Well, you know, when you're in the river. <laughs> you know, Kirk and I always, we're, we try to be a little political about it. You know, look, we're not trying to scare you. Just like, look, stay out of the water. <laughs> mm. I mean, at this time of year, I, I, I will tell you, and this is not joking around, this time of year when we're talking about the mullet run. Mm-hmm. And the mullet run, what what happens, water starts to cool off. The mullet have this northeasters that, that happen in August and in September. And it essentially signals them that, okay, we, we got to start migrating back south again. Well, they get on the beach and they get at our inlets and we're like, all right, it's awesome time to fish. Well, it's also an awesome, awesome time to, to eat. eat for them. <laughs> and so you got to be careful and Kevin, I remember Kevin told me this years ago, and that you said you would never let your kids swim in the fall during the mullet migration. No. Never. No, never. And so I think people have to be very cautious about being in the beach at this time of year. Mm-hmm. And if you're seeing a lot of bait that's moving up and down our beaches, you've got to be aware. Yeah. I, I'll, the real quick story, uh, several years ago, during the mullet run, um, Colt and one of his best friends, they want to go surf fishing. Evening, right? Six o'clock in the evening, whatever. And um, they they wanted to catch sharks, so I was catching like bluefish and stuff like that. And they were they'd throw them back out, and they were just hooking these big old sharks, you know. And you could see the sharks in the in the mullet. Well, here comes a guy from wherever, mm-hmm. right, Minnesota, with his two Minnesota boys, <laughs> with his two his two boys, uh-huh. and they were probably like five and seven Oof. boogie boards, yeah, you know. And I, I walked over there and I said, "Sir, 
I said, I, I said, I'm not trying to spook you because I'm not. I said, but I just want you to just stand here with me for 20 just, seconds. Just a few minutes before you <laughs> decide to get in. This black tip comes through a wave chasing mullet into the coquina. Oh. Okay, he's in a half a foot of water. Beaches himself. Beaches himself. Holy and, and the guy looks at me and he's like, I mean, he's, his eyes are like this big. Uh-huh. And he goes, he's hugging me. He's like, thank you, man. I'm going to send my kids out there. You know? I'm like, no, it's just, a, it's just a bad time of year. Yeah, so, it's know, not that time of year yeah. to be swimming. Hey, hey, hey kids, uh, build sandcastles. <laughs> yeah, go to the pool. <laughs> There's no sharks in the pool. Uh, man, I couldn't time that any better. I mean, that, that yeah, shark that's, was. That's scary. Was and, you know, I mean, here we are. We're out there and. It was a couple of days before I'd run run that way, and here's a guy towing two kids on a tube, trying to throw them off. Yeah, doing donuts in the St. John's River, and I'm thinking, you know, that's cool. I get that, but knowing what I know right now, it's like, man. And that guy caught that shark Thursday, and he goes, I can't believe the size of that thing. And I said, Yeah, yeah, they're all up in this river. Oh yeah, I mean that fish, that shark, his head was every bit of 12, 18 inches wide. God, I, I like I, you know we say, we say this all the time. It's a good thing we're not on lunar menu. Yeah, the one the one thing I've always wanted I've yeah, always without, wanted to yeah. do, and I and I haven't done it, and I'm curious as to how it would work. Is that if you went out in the St. Johns River, and and I'm talking even like downtown, mm-hmm. and you went because I mean, has anybody that you know of gone out there to specifically target sharks? Mm-mm. Wouldn't that be fun? No, it would be. Just, I mean, just to go out there and with see big, I and mean, get the big rods, the big you know, rod with the, reels, yep. with the big, um, big old uh, circle hooks. Yeah, circle hooks, and mm-hmm. then the big, what is that steel leader? Yeah. And, and if we were going to do that, what would we use for bait? What's the best bloodiest fish? Jack Cravel. Yeah, Jack Cravel. Jack Cravel. A lady Jack fish. Cravel, big giant lady Jack. Fish. Yep. Take a lady fish. And put and the biggest. Put the whole thing on, right? Take the lady fish and just butterfly it. Yeah. Right down the middle. And then just put it all on that put hook. Put the whole thing on there. Yeah, absolutely. We should try that sometime. We should. We should. I'm I'm you, that'd be fun. The funny thing is, right now, with all the dredging that's been going on the last couple of years, that water, you can't see 10 inches underneath the water. It's that dark. It looks like coffee. That doesn't mean the sharks aren't there, though. But how do they find it? Smell. Oh, uh, yeah. Think they, about they, that. They, they've got to. Think about that. Yeah. I mean, we hooked another one. I had uh, John... Uh, and his wife, Nancy, yesterday, and we weren't fishing 15 minutes and hooked one. And he goes, this water, I can't believe they're in here. Yeah. He said, this water's filthy. Yeah. It's, said, it's, yeah, it looks it, like tea. In, in St. Augustine, we, if we came across that water, we, we wouldn't even fish it. And no. we just stopped at a random place I hadn't fished since last year. Yeah. Put the, put the hook down, 44 feet of water, threw the baits out, 10 minutes, bam. So are you vetting your sharks when you catch them? Shoot, man. <laughs> Don't mess with them. <laughs> you don't have to worry about me and a shark. All right, let's go to the phone lines. My boat. Mark, uh, our good friend Mark from Cannon County wants to chime in here. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, fellas. How are y'all doing today? Good morning, Mark. Yeah, I got a buddy of mine fishing that Kingfish tournament out of Fort Pierce today. I, I bet they're getting tossed around oh. pretty good down there. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. They wanted enough for me to go with them. Called me like three days ago. I looked at the forecast and I told them, "Not in this lifetime, boys. I'm too old." Exactly. Ain't ain't gonna happen. uh, They're talking about running the ditch and going out through Sebastian, and I I told them, uh -uh. "Son, if you got a 15 knot east wind on an outgoing tide, please don't do that." that, that, No, (laughs) you ain't going out of that crack. That is one ugly inlet, man. 
Now, I told him if uh, they're wanting to fish Sebastian and Canaveral because they've been doing pretty good with the kingfish in that area around Pelican Flats and the mm-hmm. launch platforms and right outside of Sebastian's been being pretty good. And uh, I told him you're just going to have to suck it up and run the beach and Fort Pierce is not going to be a picnic coming in and out of either. Uh, what, what, no. kind of, what kind of boat are they in? They're in a uh, 31 contender. Shoot. <laughs> you're going to get their butts yeah. out of Yeah. No, thank you. Hey, uh, what was it, uh, Saturday a week ago? You remember all that cyclonic activity that was offshore of Mayport there? Oh, yeah. Like two weeks ago? What was well, it? Well, I fished a kingfish tournament right in the middle of that junk all day long. That's all week. those thunderstorms that were swirling around out oh, there. Oh, I got you. I mean, oh, yeah. It was tropical. I got in. I got in about eight hours of fishing. I think six of it was in the middle of the rain and the wind and the lightning. Oh, boy. That's just, that's a lot of fun. Well, that's the first time I've captained a kingfish boat for a tournament in 21 years. But uh, I had somebody dangle a nice brand new 39-foot contender in front of my nose with triple 350s on the back. And I said, yeah, I ain't got to pay anything. I'll drive. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Well, we did all right. We weighed in a 40.4. We won Lady Angler. We won Junior Angler. And we finished fourth overall. That's a good day. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it was a good day. Yeah, good day. We caught it on, uh, we were fishing East Elton. And I got looking on the radar about 12 o'clock. And I said, you know, West Elton doesn't look quite as vicious, just a little bit inshore. And we went back in there and we were the only boat on those numbers. And uh, my uh, my wife got a hold of that rod. The only time she touched a rod all day. And uh, my crew kind of ran over there, and she growled at him and said, I got this one. And I looked at him. I said, don't get too close to her. She might bite you. <laughs> and uh, took her about 40 minutes. She had one of those fish that ran like 30 yards and then just sounded straight down. And uh, took her about 30 minutes to coax it up where we could see it. And, you know, it's, it was a good day. I mean, it was, it was a miserable day, but that's one of those kind of days you remember. We did pretty good. Yep. You're lucky you like got I it in out there, too, with those. Sandbar sharks being so bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was just fixing to say, you know, we did not see a shark all day. Wow. They're everywhere I mean, out was, there right now. You're lucky. Everybody else is seeing them. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I, I have been all summer. I mean, I had my grandkids up at Doughboy Sound about a month ago, and uh, I think we had 24, 25 hookups. We got five fish in the boat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All big bull sharks, and there was a man-sized tiger shark in there, too, and he – uh. <laughs> Yeah, he actually took a big Spanish and skyrocketed that thing probably 20 feet from the boat. Mark, where where were you? Where was Snowboy the... Sound up there off the mouth of the Alfred River. Oh, my God. Again, Jeff, just think about what we're talking about. Yeah. We, we, we drew that circle from Mayport, kind of south of St. Augustine. Now you're talking about Altamaha Sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, oh, yeah. what is going on, hey, man? The, the guys that I talk with, I, I still got kingfish boats call me all the time. I, I fish pro division for years, and even though I'm an old fart now, I still get queried a lot about where to go and what to do. And uh, sharks have been a problem from, I mean, all the way up at Oregon Inlet, all the way to the Keys. I mean, it's it's not endemic to here. Yeah, what else? I mean, we've just become infested with them since they uh, tightened up the regulations on the sharks and pretty well cut down the yeah. or eliminated the commercial fishery. They've just proliferated to the point that we're overrun with them. Mm. All right, Mark, we got to take a break, brother. Thanks, buddy. Hey, y'all have a good one. You Thank too. you. 904 641 if you'd like to join us here this morning. And I uh, just want to give everybody a reminder that, look, uh, we're talking about sharks, okay, but we know sharks are tough, and their skin and hide, what, for years, was turned into, like, sandpaper, right? Well, 
they have a product out there called shark coatings, and it's just as tough <laughs> as shark skin, okay? They put it on your garage floor, on your concrete. Man, they can do patios. They can do garages. Anything concrete. Get some shark coatings done to it. I'm going to tell you, it'll change your world. Antimicrobial. It is totally bulletproof, easy to clean, and it dresses things up oh so pretty. And if you'd like to join us here this morning, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. All right, so got got to say good morning, to Chase. He text or uh, sent us a message on our Facebook page. Okay, he said good morning. He said good morning. Well, good morning back, Chase. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, folks, if you need a little honeydew work like Chris does <clears throat> occasionally, all you need to do is call Handyman Travis. Okay, Travis can do just about anything. Yes, he can. <clears throat> His number. Get your pen out. Get a piece of paper. Now you got it? Ready? Okay, here we go. Travis, Handyman Travis, 904 510 4020. Mm hmm. 510 4020. 510 Getting close to hunting season, it is. Brian. It is, Brian. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, I'm doing some honeydews around the house, some honeydews around my parents' house before we uh, start spending all this time in the woods. So mm-hmm. gotta get that done. You're talking about these daygum sharks. It two weeks ago, fishing the King of the Beach, we were at Nassau Sound, and I've caught some sharks. I caught we caught a hammerhead. I guarantee you, ten and a half, eleven foot, the biggest hammerhead I've seen on the beach. Right, I've seen some big ones offshore, but it, it, it's getting bad. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, it's um, are hammerheads considered like dangerous? You know, it's, like a bull. You know, it's 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 a really good question. Um, would you would you look at what these hammerheads do to tarpon? I mean, just like might have been half. Uh, you know, hundred pound fish. I mean, dude, you got to think that you know if if he wants to eat you, um. Or he could. He could, you know. But is he as aggressive as a bull shark? Right. No. Okay. No. That was kind of my question. Right. right. I yeah, think. I don't uh, think there's anything as aggressive as a bull shark. Right. I, and I agree with you on that too, Brian. I think the hammerhead to me seems to be the one that shies away from human contact more than the rest of them do. Right. I mean, I you'll, you'll run out there in the southeast hole and you'll see one. And they'll let you take a look or two at them, and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just they bug out. Yeah, the bull shark. He's like, look or a at bull me. shark. He's just looking at you like, okay, what you got there? Hey, <laughs> circling three, four times. <laughs> I was poking Same thing with those tigers. Brian, we were hooking kings on last Sunday, and I had a, probably a thirty pound kingfish on, and it was circling the boat. Mm-hmm. And these three bull sharks came up, and one of them got so close I could poke him with the tip of my Eight-foot gaff. Yeah. I was punching him with the the gaff trying to get him to to leave. And it was like I hit him once or twice, and he he circled circled back around like, what was that? Like, (laughs) come on. And and my guys are going, did he just do that? I dare you to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. And those guys looked at me and go, did he just turn around? And I said, yeah, he wants more. And he came back up there again, I popped him again. I said, God, incredible. I bet you back in the day, Brian, you 
you guys, I don't know if this is true or not, because I, I wasn't around salt water when I was young. But I'm sure back in the day, guys used to carry eight, ten-foot long poles with little bang sticks on the end. No, 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 no. They, they, they carried shotguns. With okay. They carried shotguns. Yeah, that's yeah. what they did. And yeah. hey, well, I mean, you'd you'd be out there chump fishing here. Pow! <laughs> like, like, that's it. That's it. And, and from what yeah. I understand, and you guys probably saw this when you were younger, you kill one shark, the rest of them bug out. Yeah. They leave. You start, they start bleeding. Yep. They're going to leave. There's, and there's some kind yep. of, uh, I don't know exactly what it is, but like when a shark gets injured or killed, it sends some kind of scent or yeah, signal did, in the water. They did but, test studies of that. Yeah, they. I saw. The, <coughs> I saw a special program. Yeah, there. I saw on, yeah. on the History Channel or something. like yeah, that. Yeah, it was like Discovery or History or something. And, and they had a pool. Remember that they had the little pool. Yeah. And they had extracted all that whatever out of one of those sharks, and they go, "Let's see how this works as a shark deterrent." Yeah. And and it was like a knee deep pool, and there was five or six of these little. I don't know what kind of sharks. I don't they remember were. either. And he dumped that Isn't fluid somebody... in there, and they jumped out of the enclosure. They're freaking yeah. out. Yeah. They jumped out of it to get away. Yeah. I think somebody's selling something like that. Yes, they are. Um, to to shark deterrent or something like that. Well, I don't know, but it's they all let uh, shotguns be able to come out a little bit. <laughs> hey, hey, Kevin, Kirk, can you guys remember a worse year fishing on the beach? Yeah, it's been no. This, this it's been bad this year. Yeah, the southeast hole has not been too fired up. We, there were some fish caught in it this last week. I can tell you this. That's In, that's in all, all the years summer. of me doing this show, and you know I'm not a beach fisherman, but of all the years of doing this show, I don't remember you guys talking like this about the beach fishing. No, no, no. And a combination of the, the lack of fish, the lack of bait, and the weather, all yeah. of it combined, mm-hmm. I don't ever remember a year that's been as rough as this one yeah, for you I'm, guys. Uh, Brian. Look, it's the last week of August, all right? I caught my first tarpon this week. That's that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, for, you know, I usually catch somewhere between 40 and 55 a year. I ain't even going to come close. Now, What's I your worst year? I don't fish for him as year. much as you, Kevin, yeah. but I haven't seen a tarpon since Paul's tournament. Um, that is, that is absolutely correct. Paul's tournament. It was, um, what the, was the date of that? Uh, uh, 17th, oh, June, first, 17th? first weekend in June, second week in June, right? Second week in June. Something uh, like somewhere. That, yeah. yeah. But, but, but yeah, you're right. And, and it's, it's, um, since then, you know, I, because starting June 1st, when the truck boats start dragging, I always have two tarpon rods on the boat. Always. Yeah. And, and that's always my first inkling. And when I catch bait, I'm, I'm looking for tarpon. And I just had, I mean, you know, you're not going to st- stay in there and fish when there's no fish. No. You know, so. A lot of well, sharks, yeah, you no talk, carpet. Yeah, you talk about bait, and, and it's been at Cumberland all year long. I've spent a lot of time up there getting bait. Yep. You don't. You don't see the bait scattering like you used to with tarpon and sharks and jacks going through it. No, you no, no, don't. no. I was, I was talking to uh, Captain Ricky Purport and Captain Scott Shank, even Kirk. I mean, I haven't caught a jack this year. I have not caught one Jack, either slow trolling or in the bait pods this year. I saw some in May, and that's the last time I saw them. Yeah. Those big giant ones. Yeah. It's sort of strange. Very strange. Where'd it go? Well, I, I, you know what, they, Jeff, they go where the bait is. I yeah. think it's the you dredging. Know? I really yeah, do. Well, if for you us. You got a dredge in the Nassau Sound. Yeah. been dredging other years. Though. Two years. Yeah. This is two yeah, years. No, but they've been dredging before. Not like this. 
This is two years solid of deep, deep digging in in Yeah, but the other fish are there, the reds and the sheep's head and I still think it's something I you know, I think we had this conversation with Dr. White and and I think there's something to be said with the the water quality and the turbidity, I think is what he called it, of the water based on whatever right. particles are pulling up. But you've had I mean, I don't think it helps. Don't get me wrong. Well, you got a platform it, 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 at Nassau Sound, a giant one, that's pumping sand up on Amelia Island. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. th- and that water up there in that sound is filthy. And then you've oh, got coffee. Is it, it really? It is. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh God. It's terrible. Kevin, I can tell you this. The last the last tournament, that King of the Beach, we stayed up to the north and never saw clean water. You got to the red tops and it was like you were fishing down south. Everybody had You're right, Brian. Good fish. I mean it really is it's it is. Brian, when Kevin called me one day and he goes, Man, the water down here is beautiful. I'm going, What? Yeah. Where? Where are you at? The, the keys? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen pretty water. No. It's been from I would say from just at the red tops all the way to St. Mary's. Wow. The water in there has just been like chocolate. I ran yep. I ran eighteen miles the other day offshore to find blue water. Golly. And I'm and I'm talking That's a long ways, man. Just to find blue water. Yeah. Mm. You know, and you're going, what the freaking, you know, you're going, dang, man. <laughs> I'm keeping running, and my guy's going, what are we looking for? I said, I'm trying to find clean water. If we find, find clean water, we'll find fish. Yep. And we finally found it, but it was like, jeez almighty, man. Yep. Hey, yeah, uh, Brian, by, Brian, by the way, did you hear the news? What's that? We're on Instagram now. Oh. No. Yeah. Yeah, the outdoor oh, show is now on Instagram. Wow. wow. That makes us like big time, doesn't like, it? I mean, we're like totally hip. Well, you know, I, as soon as I hang up the phone, then I'm going to have to find you on Instagram and start following exactly. you. Exactly. Isn't that fun? What, what, what are we supposed to do? What do you mean? Do we I have to do anything? It. You link the two together. Yeah, well, yeah you, we, we got the two linked together, but we will have some fun on Instagram. Okay. More so than we would on Facebook. Okay. And uh, we had our very first post ever. Oh. This morning on Instagram. Very nice. All right, see that? It's a monumental day here. It boy. is. It's a big day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah rainbow. Write it down. Right. We're, we're, we need to celebrate it once a year, you know, like a like the birthday. Uh, exactly. Well, well, what's the date? Write it down. 8, 828, right? 828. 828. Yeah. And you were a part of the Brian. Even numbers. That's exactly right. Oh, he was I part of the announcement. this forever. <laughs> All right, brother. We, we, All right, guys. Have a great day, break. man. Yep, yep. Folks, if you're in the market for a Cadillac, there's only one place to go, and that's Claude Nolan Cadillac. And also, I've told you this forever, if you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle, go in there and tell them what you're looking for. They'll find, you know, like the right mileage, exactly what you want to pay for it at Claude Nolan Cadillac, located on Southside Boulevard, just north of JTB. If you want to give us a call, 641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Be right back. I know we've talked about this already, but do you ever get that, like, home magazine? Home magazine. Yeah, it's free thing that comes yeah, in the mail. Yeah, it comes in the mail, yeah, yeah. That you don't really want, yeah. Right, right. But the cover of it this week uh-huh. was a garage with, like, a 68 Camaro in it. Yeah. And it was shark coatings. Oh, yeah? It, 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 oh, you mean, like, the mint? 
Yeah, no, the, no, no, no. This no, is home. called home. It's like a, it's like it's kind of like oh, mint. Oh, like comes. the mint. Okay, yeah, it's like the mint. Home on the front. Yeah, yeah it's I got just home you. on the front. I got you. Yeah, but I got by this weekend. You know, always look at it and go, ah, what a pitch. But this picture, I'm surprised you got it. I mean, I'm, I'm just telling you right now that uh, I'm, I'm talking to people all hmm. around the area here, Georgia, other places, parts of the country, and a lot of people aren't getting their mail. Oh, there's there's they're home. not getting like all those flyers and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not getting it. I mean, right, like the mail. Decided to like not work anymore or something. <laughs> you don't put anything important in there. <laughs> All right, that's, I, I, hey, I don't know. Don't get me started on some of this rant and rave. I mean, the, no, the postal service service delivery stuff, stuff has been terrible. Well, I, what's I, going on in Afghanistan? God bless those people. God that, bless them, man. That died. I mean, oh, just the, and their and their families. Our leaders getting up in front of. Our country and talking and embarrassing our country, just, just yeah. yeah. Don't, don't get me started. Well, well I've I've we, said we, it time and time again. If we ran our business like some of these politicians have been running our country, we wouldn't have a business. No, anyway, let's not get Leon let's not get, fired up. Leon's gonna come on <laughs> yeah, here and start raining right. and raving too. Good morning, Leon. What's the worst you're gonna do? Kick me off Facebook and Instagram mm. <laughs> again? You've already, you've already been banned once, right? Dude, I am completely banned on an IP level now. I mean, what did you did, did you did you send him dirty notes? You're on the watch list, Leon. Watch Dude, that I'm guy. On that now. I, I'm waiting. I'm, I think I see a drone flying over me right now. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm done. I'm done on that stuff. Well, stay out of my river then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good morning, guys. Good morning, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Just sitting down here at the valley. There's absolutely no wind this morning with a nice light out going tide. What? All the storms seem to be sitting down there uh, to the south of us right now, which is fine by me. Yeah, right by my house. Yeah, I got yeah, wet. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Any more water? <laughs> oh, dude. We stayed wet all day yesterday. I, I mean, I mean, good gosh. I have got to start growing rice. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> serious. Oh, <laughs> man. oh my gosh. You make a killing in that this year for sure. Yes. Dude. Hey, dude. Leon. Yes, sir. Guess what? You're we got our very today. first message on Instagram. <laughs> that is great. Right? Congratulations. I must have missed that. I, I got to read it to you. <laughs> oh. Okay, because oh. totally. Leon sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is when you when you talk to text or talk to type? Yes, right? yes. And uh, this is from, uh, I'm going to make sure I got the name right here. Uh D Shack, DC Shack. Okay. okay. The Shack. Okay. The Shack. Okay. He says, uh, Y'all are the best. Every Saturday morning, my three year old and I drive to the Beach Boulevard boat ramp and watch the boats launch all while listening to the outdoor show. Keep it up. Hornless. That's great. <laughs> Hornless, right? That's great. That's good. H O R N L E S S. He had to follow that up and goes, I mean, God bless. Damn God it. bless. <laughs> Fantastic! Oh, Leon, what a what a what a weird week, dude. Got one from Melum too, by the way, real quick. He oh. just said good morning, love the show. So, all right, nice, cool. nice. Yeah, um, Leon and I had an awesome day on Tuesday. A day, <laughs> a day, yeah, a day, and, and it was like I, I'm telling you, Jeff. We were calling each other at 6 a.m. on Wednesday. And we're like, same game plan. Like, yep, going right back to where we were. And, you know, we'll 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 find fit. You know, you kind of hop down this way, and I'll hop down that way. We'll find. Eh, eh. 
<laughs> Negative, Wrong. Ghost Rider. Yeah. The pattern is full. <laughs> Golly, really? It's like you got to have plan A is the pogies. That's, right, that's plan A. That's plan A. Plan that's B plan A. is the greenies. And then plan C is like, oh, now but, what? Yeah. I mean, we got to go offshore and I mean, jerk Kirk, up. Kirk, have you, have you had some days this year? That by eight o'clock you're like, you know what, guys? This ain't gonna happen. Let's just wrap it up. Let's just yep. go home. You know, let's fold just, our tent. Yeah. And go yeah, home. I, I mean, seriously, I, I've I, had I, days where I, I was frustrated. I, I did. I, I mean, I had I had a trip earlier this year where I ran almost to Matanzas. Somebody said there was pogies at Shantytown. I got back to the inlet and it was, you know, pretty rough. And I still had ten miles to go. And I took it in neutral. And I looked at my guys and said, Look, here's hey here's the deal. <laughs> I, I can run 10 miles to get bait, and then we can't go offshore because it's too rough. We're going to have to fish the beach, you know. And they're like, well, we're here. You know, let's just go. So Okay, yep, here we go. And, and, and we never caught a fish. And, I, and, and I, I hate it because, you could, you know, you can feel it. You know what I mean? It's like it's just one of those days. And it, it happens more often now than, than, I, than I like to say. You got to dig at it. I tell you. You do. We've had to really dig at it a lot this summer. Yep. But, you know, the funny thing is a lot of folks have been very patient with me, I, I, and I have appreciated it. My, my that people a lot. have been great, man. I mean, it's yeah. like, you know, when you're in almost two hours into the bait hunt, you're going, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You, and you look in your live well, and you got three greenies swimming around in there. And you go, well, we get lucky we can catch three fish. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's been. I, I went offshore numerous times last year with five baits, five bullets. Yeah. Mm. You know? You Thank go- God for Salt Run. All right, so we, we yeah. got to get to the bottom of this. I can't okay, take it okay, anymore. Okay. Kirk, what's up with the facial hair? <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> it's, just, uh, it's totally throwing me off. Yeah, it's, it's, Is he looking like a mangy monkey over I, there? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a picture and post it on Instagram. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> come here. Uh, come here, he says. Oh, no, this is not good, Leon. Turn sideways. So, it's, uh, it's just going south fast. It's going anyway. south fast. Yeah, this is going to be like our first post on Instagram or second one. I don't know about this, Leon. It, they're, they're, it ain't right. It is what. Hey, it's better than what my guys were wearing yesterday. Oh, that was awful. That was that was that. My, my, I ha- I just happened to be looking at that picture, and my wife walked by, and she's like, "What the hell is that?" I was <laughs> sitting there baiting up rods, and I turn around, and I was like, "What the hell are you wearing?" And he's like, dude, I'm just getting ready for the party. And I went, put your clothes back on, sir. Please, please put your clothes back on, okay? We don't need to see that neon blue hugger. Okay? Well, you know, Not just, in front of everyone at the Volano Pier, okay? Yeah. No, stop. I just, I don't know. I just got up about a week ago, and I said, you know what? I'm just going to. Who's that? Oh, that was Leon yesterday. Huh? What? <laughs> Leon. Right now. You got a pro wrestler on your boat? Oh, dude, I'm telling you, dude, he's Nacho Libre in, in, in full incognito. Who's that? Uh, that's my client for the next three days, man. No way. So I, God, I, I, I called four days now. I called Leon yesterday because it was we all had to wait like ten thirty. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I canceled. Leon's waiting till like ten thirty. I'm like, where are you at? He goes, at the bar. <laughs> I'm at the bar. Yeah, like what? Yeah, we're having a beer before we go. Oh my god! Jeez, we've been there since seven a.m. Just watching it come down. Well, well, what do we do? I got the key to the bar, so let's go inside. (laughs) 
I mean, oh. those guys from Maryland, and they they're with me for four days, and we have so much fun. That's there. great. So that, that, yes, that's great. We're gonna head back south again. Um, Zach Timmons uh, said he spotted a couple feeding tarpon. Um, uh, so I'm going to go. He want, they want me to try and do that today. So yeah, we were, we we'll were see what happens. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Uh, those bullets have got to be moving around those that, that inlet, you know. And, yes, and, and if they're moving around, then there's going to be some tarpon and some jacks. And right. So, something in there to do. Something to pull a string. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll do that today. And, yep. and I'm fine with that. I really am enjoying this overcast. So we'll see how long that holds around. Yeah. We'll mm-hmm. see. Good luck, yeah, with, we'll good see. luck with that. Yeah, about eleven o'clock. I'm stroking out. Exactly. Up the redneck tea top. <laughs> All right, Leon. I just I just put a post up on Instagram, Facebook. Okay, and we're asking for help because obviously Captain Kirk dating tips. He needs some help. Well, we're going to do a little survey. Oh, should he keep the facial hair should or should I he or lose should the facial down? hair? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, it's only. I started doing it last Saturday, so it's only seven days. Mm-hmm. You know? But, folks, when you look at it, look at the curl that's happening off of his mustache right at the corner of his lip. Yeah. <laughs> Leon, thanks, buddy. Uh, y'all have a great day. Yeah, you too. Leon, you know you're doing good when your facial hair gets this much comment this mm-hmm. early in the morning. That's right. You know? I mean, just what are you doing, man? You're just, I'm totally off now. Yeah, but you're just trying to get it to match up, right? Yeah, it's just yeah. You know the the, the sides are just gonna. It's, I I'm gonna give it one more week. Okay. You know? Oh, cool. Can't wait to see it. We gotta take a picture next week. Yeah, yeah the before <laughs> and after. One more week. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good lord. All right, let's take a break. We got an LV Hires gear tip coming. Uh, up. yeah, and uh, I need to I need to call Danny at Tire Outlet again. Well, I got my truck's getting ready to go to him. Uh-huh. I mean, he he was expecting that. Well, he's yeah. been expecting it for like a month and a yeah, half. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. two months or something like that. But Danny, I promise it's coming, folks. If you need tires, tire outlets, the only place to go. And, uh, and, and not anything only do else, they, yeah, they do service. They absolutely, you brakes, want a black lift trans- Anything but transmissions. They'll they'll they, they worked on my AC and the Jeep. I mean, so Park, yeah. Parker and. and and Gordon are trying to talk me into doing the Palakaline on my Yoda, yeah, on my Nimnik Yoda. Don't, don't, don't do it. I can't do it. No, don't do it. I can't do that. I'm just going to do the old school lift kit on the old school Nimnik Yoda. Anyway, yeah. let's take a break. Take a break. 904-641-1010. By the way, Instagram, Facebook, uh, go sign up, like us, all that good stuff. And check it out. And check out Kirk's facial hair. Chime in. Uh we can maybe make them shave or not. I don't know. We'll see. Jeez. Like a, <laughs> like a pack of wives. <laughs> oh, a pack of wives. Come on now. Man. Oh, You're listening really? to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show right here on 1010XL. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the LV Hires, Inc. gear tip of the week. LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants to businesses and job sites all across the southeast. And if you've got a job site business, anything that needs to keep running with fuel, LV Hires, Inc. is the answer. Go to LVHIERS.com to learn more. This week, your tip comes from Kevin. It's a 
fancy little folding pruning saw, mm-hmm. which uh, we all, as outdoorsmen, need to have one of these. Yeah, and it, it, you know we're getting close to. Uh, I mean, you know, de- next next week is my go to every stand, check everything out weekend. You know. Yep. So obviously, I, I have. I've been using the the sawzall yeah. a lot. I've got my pole saw, mm-hmm. but even, you know, when you get up in a tree. It's hard to take a pole saw or a sawzall because, but with that you can you can throw it in your pocket, you know, or or your fanny pack, whatever you you. It's literally you a folding pruning yeah. hand saw. It's kind of like for years I had one that was a uh, Gerber. Gerber. Yeah. Yep. And and awesome. Yeah. Still got one. And I do too. I still have two actually. One of them that doesn't even fold anymore but it's still working as it's, <laughs> yeah, it's stuck in the open and, position and, and if you remember correctly we all got those gerbers at the same time we did yeah and, big and, bill and, gave them to us yeah and, and I, mine's kind of wore out so man that, mine wore out and i bought a new one uh, okay and the good one, thing but, about the good thing about the gerber too is an interchangeable blade it had a bone saw yes yeah. it did yeah so but the one thing i like about this particular like that. brand that kevin found gerber handles nice through it is what many people call the evil empire amazon uh-huh okay it's a Floragard, F-L-O-R-A-G-U-A-R-D, uh-huh. Floragard. And this thing is sturdy. It's, it's stout. It's this stout. is not a cheap handle, flimsy no. deal. Now. I like the weight of it. Yes. You know, I really like it. And I bought, and it's 10 bucks. You know, so I bought two of them. One yeah. To, one to de- definitely throw in the side-by-side. Because yes. don't, how many times? Mm-hmm. Or the, one in your or pack. Four, four, one in your pack. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This is also a great thing to keep in your turkey vest. Yes. Well, you know, the cool thing about, and it always happens to me, I don't know about you, Kevin, when you're bow hunting, you get in your climber, you climb up to the same spot you've already climbed, Yes. and you stand up there with your bow, and you pull it up in front of you, and you swing it around, and all of a sudden, you hit a branch. Absolutely. And you're like, golly, <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> and and you, that, you try to break it off, you know. And it's, that's it's, what's so good about yeah. these little pull saws. Yep. You just pull it out of your pack, Yep. two hits, and bang, and it's it, gone. And, and, and you're, you're being quiet. Yeah. Yes. You know, when you whenever you have to snap it off, you know you're trying to get it off, and you're shaking the yeah, or machete. You know, <laughs> you know, carrying a machete in your pack is not right, an right, 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 advice. Right, right. No, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. So that's a uh, and that's a that's a seven and a half inch blade. This is very nice. Yeah. Uh, th- and again, it's uh, on Amazon, ten bucks, sturdy. Uh, and one of the things I will tell you to not do, mm-hmm. and this is I'm being dead serious, because I've I've been in the stores before. Where they've got these little pruning, little handsaw things, right. and, they're, and they're right there by the checkout line. Yes. And they're, they're like, you know, a couple bucks. Buy, you know, so you think, oh, man, I can get one of them. Uh-huh. You know, it's only like three bucks. Yep. And, then, and then you use it. There's something about the blades with a pruning saw, the good pruning saws. They have almost like a, a some kind of a finish on the blade where – it lubricates. In other words, it slides through the cut yep. better. Mm-hmm. And then there's some saws that don't have that, and, it, and it's impossible to cut. Mm-hmm. Got but you. If if you have a good blade, a good pruning saw, it has that finish would help, which helps the metal glide through the wood. Yep, absolutely. Don't buy the cheap ass. You know, excuse yep. my donkey language. Okay, <laughs> stuff that you can buy right there by the checkout counter because what, I'm just what, telling you, you it's tell them, not Kurt? worth it. Kurt, what do you always tell them? Cheapest ain't always best. Exactly. Baby. There you go. Well, and this is not expensive. <laughs> no, I mean, it's this not. is ten bucks. Yes. But I mean, have you put it to use yet? No. Let's go try something. No. 
the table. <laughs> Use it to cut off his mustache. Yeah, uh, exactly. We're we're gonna take this here. We're gonna we're gonna test the um, anti-stick properties of this blade. Okay. In this next break, I'm gonna run outside. Okay. I'm gonna saw a tree down okay. out here in the parking lot just to test it. Okay. Just to make sure that we don't want. Look, we don't want to be. Promoting. Sending people down the wrong road. Okay. Okay, right. that's not what we do. Right. So you should have tested this out before you put it up. The reviews were awesome. Okay. So. All right, we're going to test it out, yep. outdoor show style here in a little bit. Yep. All right, uh, we got some feedback from uh, Instagram on Captain Kirk's <laughs> Shave It or like Let I'm It winning, Grow. brother. Looks like you're, uh, you're naysaying right there. Hold is, on, uh, hold on. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. Okay. David Baldwin. He says, uh, give the old gobbler a chance. <laughs> Thank you, David. Rick Kelly uh-huh. said, said, keep it going, sir. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then Justin Kennedy, uh, it's getting some attention. Keep it going. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, so the, you know, the, the post next week is, is going to be the, the interesting one. What's that? When you when you take this, the, other, the next picture next week to see oh, what yeah, it looks gonna like. Oh, yeah. We're going to see if it's done anything. Absolutely. Uh, we got all kinds of messages on Facebook and, uh, uh, outlaw Patriot said, uh, welcome to the Graham son. Mm-hmm. He says about to kill a gator. Listening to the outdoor show. Come on. Nice. For real. For That's real. What he said, yeah. About to kill a gator. Listening to the outdoor show. Come on. I like it. I must have a gator tag. Have you ever done that by the way? Gator tag. I've never killed I, one. I, I, I've never done it. No, I've done it twice and we didn't, we never, we never did kill one. Now before you. You know, had to buy tags, and they were open game. Oh, you mean legally? I popped a few, <laughs> legally. No comment. Yeah, <laughs> got to read Dad's book. I did. Oh, I'm halfway talk, into it. By the way, the, the, the alligator hunting was was his thing. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. By the way, has the law come knocking on your brother's door yet? No. <laughs> okay, so here I am. Okay, I, I, I'm on a trip to New Orleans last weekend. Uh-huh. Okay, I've got the Echoes Echoes in Time uh-huh. book by Mr. Favor. Worley. Kevin's dad, Worley. Yep. Worley Favor. And, uh, and, and I've got time on the plane, so I said, you know, I'm going to start reading this book. Mm-hmm. So I get, you know, some stories of when he grew up and it's, uh, talking about a lot about Guana back when, and which was interesting to read, too, when he starts talking about Guana before it was a lake. Yeah. And how Guana was a... It was a stream. It was a stream, yeah. yeah. And then he starts talking about how they were hunting on what is now Neck Road. Mm-hmm. And he starts talking about north of uh, Michaelers Road and what was up above that and how they were running deer dogs and, and all that kind of stuff. Cool stories. I mean, it, yeah. it does kind of take you back. And, you know, because that area is now a little bit more familiar to me, mm-hmm. kind of trying to picture that what it used to be is all, it was yeah. cool. So I'm. Reading on and reading on, and I get to his dad shares Kevin's story from the Russians on his boat uh-huh. that stripped down to their speedos, mm-hmm. drank vodka, and went swimming in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember okay. that January. So then I get the the another story. This comes from Kevin's brother Keith. Okay, Buford. Buford, and how they went out gator hunting at night illegally and get this giant gator, <laughs> and it comes alive in the boat. And Kevin's brother's holding this thing as it's waking up in the boat, and they drag it back to camp, and they're checking to make sure that the law is not there. And I'm going, Whirly, 
you can't be telling stories about your son illegally killing gators. Statue of limitations exactly. I just ran out. I was there for 20 that. 20 years ago. Yeah, but, uh, I, but it's I just a story, a part, right? It's yeah, just a story. Yeah, yeah, but I wasn't a part of uh, – first off, my brother was flipping crazy, okay? And I would have, in my wildest dreams, never done anything like that. But I was there the next morning when everything went down, and it was not pretty. When Mr. Hancock walked into the kitchen. Yeah, because the story, okay, Kirk, they, they go out, they get this monster gator at night, okay, which comes alive in the boat mm-hmm. as they're going back to camp, okay? Then they get to camp, and they have to essentially Sub- kill the gator again. Subdue it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now they've got this gator, so they decide to put it in the camp house mm-hmm. behind the bar, which is near the coffee pot. So Joe... I don't remember the guy's name. Mr. Hancock. Mr. Hancock. What's his first name? Um, Do you remember? I, I don't. I, I, and Neil, I know Neil, obviously his, his son, but no. Okay, so he wakes up, and he's, you know how it is. You're waking up, you're groggy, you know, you the lights make, aren't on. Make a pot of coffee? Yeah. You're going to the pot of coffee, <laughs> you know, and you're wandering out aimlessly, and all of a sudden you trip over and you look down, and there's this giant alligator. 12-foot alligator. <laughs> Behind the breakfast bar yes. in the kitchen by the sink. Yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> Buford. Buford. Yeah. Unbelievable, Buford. Yeah. What a funny. story. It's awesome. So I enjoyed it. I'm I'm about halfway through it. I actually stopped reading it because I was like, man, i got to save some of this yeah. for another trip. Yeah, I know. You know, because I was just rolling right through the stories. But it was good. I mean, the stories were good. What was the name of the deer that uh, had the messed up hoof? Oh, mossy um, back or something. No, it was yeah. old cleft foot or yeah, something like yeah. that. And they were chasing this deer. So yeah, anyway, yeah. it's it's a cool read. Yeah. And we actually did this as a, uh, I think it was a gear tip. It could have been. A gear tip or a ring power tip to check out this book that Kevin's dad had written called Echoes in Time. And, and folks, if you want a really casual, you know, pick it up, put it down whenever yeah. you want to, you know, because it's basically a collection of short stories and it's great stories. And if you're a fan and know the area, of Guana mm-hmm. and Ponte Vedra Beach and and I, that whole area. I mean, it's just it's just it's fun. Yeah, it's easy. It's a lot of fun. Yep. Anyway, let's take a break. And when we come back, Top Gun is going to entertain us here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Yes. Hi, folks. Spring weather finally reached the first coast, and I know a lot of folks are thinking about hitting the water. Well, after the winter we just had, I totally get it. The days are getting longer and the sun is showing signs of moving the water temp up ever so slowly. This is the perfect time to look toward that new purchase of a rod and reel for you and well, maybe the whole family. Look no further than Strike Zone. They're currently offering a new Shimano Symmetry rod and reel combo for $99 each. The Symmetry needs no huge introduction as it's known for its performance and versatility. Constructed of a high-quality graphite rod, stainless steel guides, aluminum oxide inserts, the Symmetry Combo is perfect for tackling saltwater and freshwater species. So if you're fishing for a quality deal and a great price, head to Strike Zone and grab one of those Shimano Symmetry Rod and Reel Combos for $99. That's right. Hey, they're not going to last long at that price. Jeff Lagerman here for Nimnik Buick GMC. Hey, they've been growing their pre-owned inventory for the last months, I guess you could say, because they're having a huge pre-owned sale with huge discounts going on now. And you better hurry because these gems are not going to last long. And you get to 
save because the inventory, the savings is being passed down to you that they've been acquiring through this discount, deeply discounted inventory. And at Nimic Buick GMC, you're always going to find the largest inventory of new and quality pre-owned vehicles, the absolute best selection, and everyone gets the best price guarantee. And if you're looking to sell your vehicle, well, they'll buy it. They're going to pay top dollar. Nimnik has been in the best in the business for so long because they do business the right way. All you got to do is go online to nimnikbuickgmc.com and remember, our family's serving your family for 80 years. So you're a... Uh... <laughs> Your brother-in-law's been keeping this boat trailer at your house because his HOA won't allow him to keep it in his driveway, and you're like, hey, dude, you really need to... Yeah, and your HOA's loving it, too. <laughs> yeah, right. You need, to, you need to do something with your trailer, right? Well, here's a suggestion. Or the wife is going, when's your brother going to get his trailer out uh, of our yard? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got grass, like, growing. I can't even mow my uh-huh. grass. Stack them storage. They'll come. They'll take your trailer. They'll do a five-point inspection, put it in dry storage, take care of it. And then when your brother-in-law needs it again... You know, he just calls them and they'll deliver it right back to him. Pretty simple. Stackmstorage.com. It's a way to go. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Okay. Bring up Top Gun this morning. Morning, Top Gun. What's (laughs) going on, boys? One more week at football's for real. For real? I love that. Two more weeks. Yeah, I love that. Two more weeks. Yeah, I love it. Love football. Hey, um, I heard you talking about Captain... Kirk, he might have to change his name to Captain Ernest Hemingway. Oh, you really? think he's got a little of that look? With, with the yeah, with the beard too. I think he liked the fish too, Ernest Hemingway. Yeah, mm. he I think did. He he a line once in a while. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah, I got a top gun salute for all the gold star families that uh Ooh. lost a soldier yes, sir. at the uh airport. And uh, terrible thing, and uh, those men and women are protecting those Afghanis and uh, also protecting our freedom. That's right. So next time you want to protest something, think about that before you kneel in front of the American flag. And that's all I got to say about that. Gotcha. Yes, sir. So, you boys good? Everybody good? We're good. Yeah, we're good, good. man. Good. Except that, for, like I said, hurt. like I like I said, though, Top Gun, I'm I'm all, I'm thrown off. I mean, Kirk's facial hair. I'm just telling you, <laughs> I'm getting a lot of positive on it. That's, uh, hey, yeah. By the way, F and Molly said that you need to grow a neck beard. You need yeah. to let it go all the way down. I might let it get. You know, see how it is. Uh, is he going I, I, I like through a midlife crisis or something? <laughs> They were ran out of rage. Whoa, 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 Top Gun. Midlife yeah. crisis went by Kirk a long yeah. time ago. Oh, okay. We're well past that stage. <laughs> you know, hey, where's Billy? Where's Billy the kid today, Chris? Uh, he is uh, taking a sabbatical. Yes, taking some. All time right, off. taking some time off. Oh, all right. He's got the weekend uh, man, off. This, yep, yep, yep. This hurricane going toward New Orleans looks like it might be it's really bad. It's no joke, Top Gun. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a four. They're talking a four. I know, brother. Yeah, say a little I, prayer I, for those people over there. Absolutely, man. I, yeah, I, I I got some good friends over there, and I was texting with them last night, and they're they're yeah, already these, uh, they're already boarded up, these, ready to go. These these three women are uh, going to get uh, executed, and this uh, 
executioner, he grabs the first woman. He puts her up there in front of the wall, and he says, you got any last requests? She said, no. He says, okay, ready, aim, and she yells, earthquake. Everybody starts looking around, and she runs off. Grabs the next woman, puts her up in front of that wall, and uh, says, uh, got any last requests? She says, no. He says, okay, ready, aim. She says, tornado. Everybody looks around, and she runs off to freedom. Grabs a third lady. She's a blonde. She says under her breath, I got this fellow figured out. He takes her up there and puts her in front of the wall and says, you got any last requests? And she says, no. And he says, okay, ready, aim. She says, fire! (laughs) (laughs) Earthquake. Tornado. Tornado fire. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, Top Gun, I don't know. <laughs> the jury's out on that one, buddy. Uh, yeah. The, 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 oh, the yes-no was, was good last week. Yes. Yeah, yeah that one. That mm. one's one of my favorites. I still yeah. like the patch. The patch, the patch is, patch is a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I'm looking at the uh, forecast. For this Hurricane Ida? Yes. And uh, it does not look good. No, I'm telling you, bro. I've been looking at it every day, uh, like three or four times a day. Yeah, they just... they just uh, Did they update it? Yeah, 7 o'clock, you had a, an update. And <clears throat> let me get to it. It says at 7 a.m., the center of Ida was located at such and such lat lawn, moving northwest 16 miles an hour. Uh, forecast track to center of Idaho move over the southeastern Gulf of Mexico today and move over the central Gulf of Mexico tonight and early Sunday. Expected to make landfall along the U.S. northern Gulf Coast within the hurricane warning area on Sunday and then move inland. Maximum sustained winds have increased to near 85 miles per hour. Mm. I think it was 70. It, it was. At the 5 a.m. update. Yep. So it has increased 15 miles per hour. They're saying rapid, further rapid strengthening is forecast during the next 24 to 36 hours. Extremely dangerous major hurricane when it approaches the northern Gulf Coast on Sunday. Wow. Yeah, that's not, not going to be good. No, it's, 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 a, it's a serious. But have, uh, they, don't, they don't have a prediction yet for ground zero yet, do they? I mean, like no. the main. No, it, it, I mean, it's it, they're they're talking about. Um, it would be, I guess, that would be just to the west of New Orleans, but New Orleans taking a serious hit. Whew. Man, man, that's scary stuff. I don't know. It looked like when I, 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 well, I was looking at the Weather Channel this morning at five o'clock, and it looked like it was going into Lake Charles. I thought, yeah. I mean. That's what it looks it, like. It, it, again, you, you. But it's you, you're you're two days out. You know. You don't I mean, know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's it could it could it could go to Mississippi, for all we know. Yeah. You know. But it, again, just uh, those those folks have taken a butt whooping on hurricanes. Um, them some tough folks, man. Because you know, the crazy of, thing is, you know, we were in Or I was in New Orleans last weekend, in which. The city of New Orleans is it's it's definitely very quiet. I mean, New Orleans is always loud and yeah. something going on. 
And um, with COVID, obviously, that's changed. Sure. And I, I, I'm not a big fan of New Orleans. The smell mm-hmm. of New Orleans. Only been there once. It's terrible. It was it was awful. Yeah, yeah it's terrible. It's fun. I've never, I've never but, but, I mean, but oh yeah. I mean, if you want to go and you know have a party yep. and, and and great food. Yeah, great. Food. Oh my God, the restaurants were amazing. Great food. There was a place that uh, that I ate at on on game day Monday, and it was called Gus's Fried Chicken. And you and literally, we you could did the old Google Maps thing. Uh huh. And said, okay, well, there's a place close by. I'm going to check it out on Monday. Right. So uh, he's on over there. And they do a – and it was unique in that it's fried, well, fried chicken, but they put a little bit of spices in in the actual flour that I guess before they put it in the grease. Sure. And so it's got a little natural zip. Usually I'm one of those guys that puts the red hot or Tabasco or something on fried chicken. I like that. Uh-huh. And I did on the first bite. I'm like, man, it doesn't need it. Mm. And so then I just started eating it. And so anyway, when I got there, I ordered a a three-piece dark dinner. So I got, you know, like a leg uh, and two thighs. Yeah. And I got two sides with that. So I got, I think it was greens and beans. That's what I figured. You had to go with the greens. Oh, absolutely. They got greens. Yeah. 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 If you got greens, I mean, I'm going to get it. So anyway, I I crushed it. It So good. (laughs) So good. And the guy's like, you know, can I get you some dessert? And I said, nope, you can bring me another three-piece dinner. <laughs> no, you did not. I did. Oh, my God. You had six pieces? I ate six pieces of chicken and four <laughs> sides. Chicken. That's yep. almost a whole chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had, I had six pieces of okay. fried chicken and four sides. On the second dinner, I got mac and cheese and coleslaw. And the coleslaw was Wonderful. Needless to say, I didn't need to eat the rest of the no, day. No, of course not. Yeah, it was good. That was lunch? Yeah, I didn't eat breakfast that, was, that day. That, <laughs> yeah, that was brunch. I right, got there brunch. I got okay, there okay. right at like 11-ish. Uh, and eating fried chicken. Heck yeah. yeah okay. was, I, I, there's, there's no bad time to eat fried chicken, though. No, there's not. You know, I mean, fried chicken can be eaten any time of the day. Yeah. I mean, you could put a fried egg on some fried chicken. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's breakfast. Let's go. Yeah. I don't know how many times people have gotten in the boat early in the morning and stopped at Publix. Oh yeah, and you could smell it. Yep. And they and you know eight o'clock you're throwing the cast net and getting pogies and they go, Cap, want a piece of fried chicken? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I love I love good fried chicken. All right, let's take a break, and uh, we come back. Mr. Tim Ward is going to tell us about his gator hunt. Very nice. Our resident uh, outdoor show gunsmith, and we'll do that right here on the. Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. It's only fitting that the greatest rock and roll band ever, Tesla. Yeah! <laughs> sure. For this uh, coming out here to let you know that uh, Hagen Ace Hardware, all nine locations, are having a huge Moonlight Madness sale. Coming Thursday, September 9th. Moonlight Madness. It's a Moonlight Madness, okay? And it's well, from, what, what does that mean? The store's going to be open a little bit later. Okay. From 6 to 9 p.m. Okay, there's going to be amazing savings. BOGOs. I had to ask. Chef didn't even know what that meant. <laughs> I didn't know when you said that. I Buy one, get one free. Yeah. Okay, they got BOGOs and merchandise reduced to up to 75% off and... 20% off everything that you can fit in a reusable ace bag. And they only do it once a year, okay? 
Mm-hmm. So you can go to HagenAce.com to find a location that's close to you. But I've got the uh, the Moonlight Madness sale up with the flyer. Um, a buy one, get one arc lighter, uh, outdoor outdoor extension cords, 25 foots. Buy one, get one free. Wow. Wild bird seed. Dove season's right around the corner. Dove season. Buy one, get one free. <laughs> Shoot, why not, man? <laughs> By the way, that's usually when that's my 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 always my go to at Ace is birdseed. Oh yeah, Chuck. Seriously, they always have great deals on birdseed. Smoking chips for you, you know, when you do the Weber and you're throwing on some wood chips. Oh, yeah. They got uh, they got uh, buy one get one with that, and then of course all the discounts. How about spices and barbecue sauces and stuff. Um. Well, you can see here's that's the beauty, right? Whatever's not on sale. Put it, anyway. Put it in a bag, and it's twenty percent off. Oh, there see, you go. I got to stop. So you can, like, if it's not on sale, but the things that are on it's sale. Funny. I mean, that's it's funny. You sit there and say Ace. You go, how about the spices? Right? Wait a minute. Why am I going to Ace to buy spices? They've got but, them. Yeah, they, oh, got, they got great got, spices. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Half the cool. aisle of spices, yeah. and barbecue <laughs> sauce. The uh, the cool thing too is that they have, and this is for Kirk because Kirk is visual, mm-hmm. and Kirk. Okay, if it has a blue tag, it's twenty five percent off. An orange tag is fifty. A green tag is seventy five percent off. Okay, so for the Moonlight Madness sale, folks, uh, get ready for it. And again, it's coming up on September 9th from six to nine p.m. at all Hagen Ace locations. Okay, all right, let's go to the phone lines and let's bring up Mr. Tim Moore this morning. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Jeff. How you been? Man, I've been good. How about you? It's been a little bit of a rough year for me. I had to go in and get uh, surgery on my neck June 1st. I had five, six, and seven fused together. So now I've got eight beautiful screws and a titanium plate in my neck. Isn't that nice? But I'm over that now. So Good. <clears throat> yeah, that's no fun. You'll definitely but, uh, throw off the metal detectors at the airport now. Okay, so so now that you've got your neck fixed, okay, the first thing to do is let's test it. Let's go on a gator hunt, see how it's going to hold up, right? Yeah, I hope my neurosurgeon isn't listening to this because he would not be pleased. But uh, <laughs> So I had to wear this hard neck brace for eight weeks, and then and I was up in Ohio working the SCPP shoot, and then I had to go over to Sparta, Illinois, and work the Grand American Trap Shoot, and I got my neck brace off just uh two weeks before my gator hunt was scheduled which was august 1st and i've been putting in for this hunt for like four years and finally drew it <clears throat> so i left the shoot one day early drove straight home all the way a 16-hour drive back from sparta got back to florida and uh the gator hunt that was on saturday and the gator hunt started at five o'clock in the evening on uh, sunday so uh Got a buddy of mine that says, "Yeah, I know all about how to do this." You know, uh, oh, one of those me. guys, an expert, right? Yeah, well, he, he actually was. I mean, this is okay. A, good. A good he uh, does commercial catfish fishing. He runs trout lines, and uh, <clears throat> anyways, wait, whoa, so, whoa, he's a commercial catfisherman. Yeah, he goes down to Lake o, Okeechobee and runs trout lines and catches catfish. That's crazy. Cool. I said, how many catfish do you catch in yeah. cases? I've never heard of a guy doing that commercially. Yeah. 2,500, 4,000 pounds. I said, you got to be kidding. Uh, a he, day? He, I imagine how much work that must be. But, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. But, he's, he's doing that in a day? Yeah. Wow. 4,000. Not every day. Yeah. But, you know, 
when yeah, he goes yeah, yeah. and clutches the I mean, you know, just handling a catfish oh my sucks. God. Yeah. You know? So now you got 4,000 pounds? Boy. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of a tough old boy. But uh, anyways, we, we get in his, jump in his boat and take off up the Kissimmee River, which is just like a snake, you know? I mean, it's just back and forth and just S-curves the whole way up, you know? And we're seeing lots of gators, and we, we left out of there about 4 o'clock, you know, just sort of scout things out. You are not allowed to start fishing for these gators until uh, till 5. So we... Uh, we get way up the river. There's a missile bombing range way, way north on that river. So we got up the round in there and saw this huge one. So uh, we get one of these snagging hooks out on a fishing pole, you know, and, and he goes, I'll show you how, how you hook one of these. And then as soon as I hook it, I'll hand you the pole and you start pulling it in. So he throws this freaking laser beam cast, <laughs> throws it right over this thing and nails it. This big son of a gun starts swimming and strips the line off the reel. 150 pound spider wire strips it. Whoa. And we're like, now what are we going to do? Well, then the motor would start. So we're sitting there, finally got the motor started. And oh. I said, well, now what are we going to do? He says, we're just going to have to kind of drift down the river and see if we can find that line. And if we can, we'll put it back on the reel. And <laughs> oh, it did, it. It, you lost the line. Yeah. Stripped it. Yeah. The line, it, he oh, like, it. I, I thought you were saying he was stripping the line out. I didn't realize yeah. it like, it's just, it. like off the reel gone. Yeah. Yeah, and, the, and, the, and poor old Sean, the guy I was with, has a big old blister on his thumb, you know, because he was trying to slow it down. And oh, that's the worst. Oh. Been there, done that. <laughs> this is a good story. Yeah. So, yeah. so anyways, we found the line somehow or another. No way. You but, did not. Well, a lot of that braided line floats. So yeah. that helps. Well, it wasn't floating when we found it, but hmm. we, you know, kind of kept an eye on where we thought that gator went. And uh, we got the other... He had a second fish and pulled the snag and hook. He started tossing it about the fifth or sixth cast. We hooked that damn line. So we put it back on and, uh, you know, started reeling it in. And it took us right up to the edge of the river where there's a bunch of vegetation and stuff. And the gator had gone in there and it pulled the hook out of him. So, so, uh, we missed that, that opportunity, but it was kind of exciting. So about an hour later, we go a little farther up the river and, and uh, there's some other activity in the river with people with boats and stuff. So he, Sean says, we saw a really, really nice one. So he said, anybody swimming? Nobody swimming. <laughs> so he says, wait till this boat that's coming up behind us goes past. We'll just sit here by the bank. He says, as soon as that boat goes past, the gators will think that we've been here and left, and they'll come back up. And sure enough, about six or eight of them did. So we picked out what we thought was a pretty good one, and, Hooked into it, and then the fight was on. It was it was amazing. We, I fought this thing for probably forty five minutes with a fishing pole, and then we got a second snagging hook in it. So we're both trying to drag them up. Then we got them up to the uh, to the side of the boat, and <clears throat> I got the bang stick because the way you have to do the, hunt these things in Florida, you have to hook them with the with the uh, fishing pole, and then you know put another snagging hook that's about five inches in diameter, you know, on a rope and get them that way. But you're not allowed to shoot him with a gun. You have to shoot him with a bang stick or stick a knife in its, you know, in its spine. Well, then the barrel would screw all the way on the bang stick. So I'm hitting this thing right in the head, you know, four or five times. Oh, no, and it didn't discharge? No, it wouldn't go off. Oh, my God. It's not screwing down all the way. And I said, I know a guy that can fix that for you, but not right here. Come on, Tim, you're the gunsmith. Fix it. Holy smoke. Yeah, so I said... You know, now what are we going to do? And he says, he says, you got a knife on you? I said, sure. Oh, he no. says, just, 
Stick oh. it right there. He says, and you'll feel the sponge. Just push it down in and wiggle it around. He says, and that'll do it. And it did, which was kind of cool. How big of a knife? So, like like one of these... Uh, like Crocodile Dundee? Yeah, croc- Crocodile no, Dundee knives? Just my little Pro-Tech. You know, it's got about a four-inch blade on it. No way. Look at your text. Here's a picture of it. still in the tip. That's crazy. That's insane. Anyway, so, uh... So we got that one, and I had tags for two of them. So we uh, started going back down the river towards where we launched, and you know we're still a couple of miles away, and we saw another really big one. So we waited, 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 tried to hook onto that, and never could get a piece of them. So he said, "Well, let's get out on the bank, and you know, my other buddy John can take the boat down there. He was with Leslie in the boat, and they can leave with the boat, and then he'll probably come up." So. Uh, so they did that, and sure enough, the gator came up, and we thought we'd caught the real one, but it was another one with still just about 10 feet. So, But it was exciting. It was the first time I'd ever done it. It was what a thrill. We did get the bang stick to work on the second one. <laughs> I mean, after you do the first one with the knife, you're, I'd be like, why? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that is so it's, primitive. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, threw them both on the trailer and took them through the processor, dropped them off. Next day, they called me and said, your gators are done. I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> so I went and picked up all the meat and everything. So if you need any gator meat, let me know. I got plenty. The the amazing thing, the friend of yours, I mean, I'm first of all, the pictures are incredible. And, and would you do you mind if we share them on our Facebook page this week? Nope. It was all legal, so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we actually we actually got checked by the game wars when we got back to the dock that night. It was sure. dark then. And, uh. I said, you doing any good? And I'm like, yeah. He said, man, those are nice gators. I said, thank you. And they checked all my paperwork and everything. And he said, well, at least you signed your paperwork. Nobody ever does that. And I said, yeah, I had that experience when I didn't before. But uh, I said, how many others? You seen any other gators? He's like, nope. <laughs> I said, really? He says, I think you might just have the right guy that's driving the, driving the boat. Well, I, I can tell you <laughs> this. All you have to do is look at the boat. Like, if, if there's like six boats lined up mm-hmm. at, the, at the boat ramp, okay, and Kevin, you see that boat? Yep. Okay. And all the other boats might be fancy looking boats. Which boat are you getting on? Yeah, that one because it that, was, boat, yeah, that yeah. boat. That boat. Yeah, that, that, that's a working boat. No, no doubt. This is a working boat. It literally has um, hatches in the middle of it. And I'm assuming that's for where he puts the catfish in when he I goes guess. out commercial catfishing. I mean, this guy, this guy here now, he's on the water probably a ton. Yep. Knows the water. He's out there commercial catfishing. I mean, that's the boat I'd get on, and that boat is huge. It is big. How, well, I mean, how big? How long was that boat? Like twenty-five feet or something, Tim? Mm. Dang, that's a big gator, brother. Pushing, yeah, it was over twenty. Yeah, but it. I mean, that gator in that picture is ten, and there's you know Jeez. another four feet behind it, and a couple feet in front yeah. of where I'm sitting. Yeah, but I mean, the width of that boat. I mean, that's a big. Big boat. That's awesome. God. Congratulations. That's, that's a that's picture a, right there. What a great story. How did your neck feel? Show it, Kevin. Well, that's the thing. I was, you know, the last the last appointment I had with the uh, neurosurgeon. He he increased my uh, <laughs> he increased my uh, capacity of lifting things from five pounds to twenty. <laughs> 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 and I'm I'm sitting there bending the hell out of a fishing pole with a hundred fifty pound spider wire on it for oh, you know. Oh boy. That's so cool. That's great. But but it, it all held together. Nothing popped or anything in my neck. It was all good. 
Good. Well, congratulations. These are great pictures. We're going to put them up on our Facebook page and our Instagram. Oh, yeah, that's true. Thanks, Tim. Well this week. That's cool. All right. Tim, appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks, buddy. We got to take a break. All right. Great story, great gators, and that is a lot of gator meat. That is a lot of gator meat. Whew. I bet you that's tough. It has to be. I mean, you get big old gator. Ten footer. Ten plus footer. You better have a big knife. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did a you see, knife. Did you see the knife? Yeah. Is that something that, like, seriously you could pound out, Kirk? <sighs> yeah, I mean, you'd have to. Yeah. You'd have to. Pound it out, in other words, tenderize it. Yeah, tenderize yeah, like, it. Like, like we yeah. do with venison right, right, cube steak right, yeah i think you'd have to yeah i think so too yeah you know because you got to figure out how old that thing is oh god I mean, it's a dinosaur yeah absolutely a 10 foot uh, gator like that the one thing i think about gator tail that is pretty unique they actually have a tenderloin mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't know about i mean it's it's literally if you look at the tail and, and you took a cross-sectional look at the at the bone of a gator tail it's essentially like a plus sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen that. Right, it's almost like a whale's backbone, Kevin. Yeah, big, big, big roll of vertebrae in the middle. That's right. And, and then it's got the spines on the got sides the spines and the top on the sides and the top and bottom. Yep, okay. just like a whale. And at the top, yeah, at the top, you've got those little. There's almost like just like how on, on chicken tenders, mm-hmm. you have gator tenders mm-hmm. on the tail. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, those are really good, especially off a of gator about. I don't know, Six about feet, three, four foot. Yeah, three or four foot. When you fished out of the ditch? <laughs> no, oh. I just I, I ran over with a no, truck. No, <laughs> I was with a commercial gator hunter, and he gave me some. It was yeah. awesome. All right, let's take a break. Nine zero four six four one ten ten. Here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. We'll, when we come back, we'll talk to Robert, talk to Sandy, and don't forget in the break, folks, uh, sign up for our Instagram account. Follow us, and uh, and also like our page on Facebook. We're we're like high tech now. Crazy. So let's just say that uh, you're in the market for a Seafox, Seapro, Carolina Skiff, Mako, Contender, Cape Horn, Sun Tracker, Tracker, Tahoe, Sea Chaser, Nitro, Blackwood, Shearwater, Sterling. That would be Whalen Bay Marine in St. Augustine, right there off of 207, across from the Epic Theaters. Good people at Whalen Bay Marine. All right, Captain Kirk, let's go to the phone lines and talk to Robert this morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are y'all doing? Good morning, Robert. How are you, buddy? Morning, Robert. Uh, no complaints. I, I got a couple questions about surf fishing. Okay. Okay. Um, I've been going mainly, let's say, from Crescent Beach to Ormond. Okay. Um, the mullet have been crazy. Which is a good thing. Yes, sir. Yep. Um, usually when I cast net, I'll keep a dozen, throw them in the live well, and, and let the rest go. Yep. Could, if I decided to save them, uh-huh. would they freeze good and use them for cut bait? Absolutely, the next day? absolutely, 100%. I would vacuum seal if you have a vacuum sealer. Yes, uh, sir. Yep. Uh, there, there's, there's no question that a mullet is tough enough. They're in, and uh, yeah, they, they freeze well and they, they make great cut bait out, you know, especially during the wintertime. I mean, that's what a lot of guys commercially do. Um, they cast net them during the fall and take them to the bait shops and stuff, and they freeze them so they can sell them all winter. Okay. Yep. Um, I didn't know if I could, uh, and I didn't want to waste them, so I would keep what I would need for that day and then throw the rest back. Correct. 
Um, my second question is, I just recently got my land-based shock permit. Land-based what? And when I, um, the shock. 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 I'm a Yankee, so you gotta you gotta let the the accent go. Okay. Okay. Um, and I normally don't keep them because when I when I'm surf fishing, I got the car in the cooler, and I don't have anything that big. I got you. If I wanted to keep a small bonnet head or a small black tip, how would I prep it before I put it in the cooler? You've got first thing you do, you gotta let it die. Mm -hmm. All right. And then as soon as it begins to, to die and you can handle it a little better, because they, they'll still bite the crap out of you long after you put them on, on land and you get them out of the water, you need to eviscerate it. They, okay. they, they, their, their urine will bleed through their skin. And the first thing you want to do is get that, their entrails out so that you get that product out of them. Because it will taint the meat if you don't. Mm-hmm. So as soon as the shark is dead, you need to eviscerate them and then put them on ice as quick as you can. It's like any game animal. I don't care if it's a hog or deer right. or a fish. Kevin and I are real hard chargers about making sure that when we catch fish, we put them on ice and we pack them in ice. And when people, you know, it always cracks me up. They throw them in the box and you're going, you don't have any ice in your box. Well, it's just a fish. Well, that's the fish you're going to eat. You don't go to the grocery store and put your meat on the counter for two or three hours and just let it sit there. You keep it chilled right. down. So yeah. you want to do the same thing with the shark after you've caught it, eviscerate it when you can handle it, and then get it on ice as soon as you can. Okay, and I won't get in trouble with the FWC no, as long as, long as, as you I just, keep it whole, correct? Yeah, as long as it's in whole condition, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If, it's, yeah. if it's legal, bonnet heads, black tips, yeah, it's legal. Sure. Okay, and I wasn't sure because I always throw them back, and then something come up a few weeks ago when I was quarantined, so I went online and got my permit, and and I I like eating them, but I just never kept them because I didn't I wasn't legal to keep them on off the beach. Correct. Yeah, you can't now. You can't take a hack his head off or anything like that. You can't begin the fillet process of removing the head and everything else. But you can you can eviscerate them and pack them on. Okay, sure. we call it gutted. Yeah, I mean, they even allow the commercial snapper fishermen to go offshore and get, I don't know, what is it, 100 pounds of snapper? 75. Was it 75? Yeah. And they call it gutted. Yeah. So they're allowed to gut the fish while they're out there and pack them in ice. Okay. I appreciate your information. No and problem. And I will keep listening. Hey, Sandy. Sandy, where are you Roger, from? Where are you Robert. originally from? I mean, Robert, where are you originally from? Rhode Island. Are you got? I mean, when you say shock. <laughs> yeah. it was yeah, like, so I'm, I'm originally from Rhode Island, but I've been been down here 30 years. I know. Yeah, yeah but but you still got the accent because I, when I heard, I was actually outside cutting a tree down, mm-hmm. testing out this little folding saw, mm-hmm. and I they have a little speaker outside. Yes, and I heard Robert. I heard you say that you said something about shock, and I'm like shock. Like, yeah, shock like shock. You know, well, he said shock permit. I went, man, what the heck does that yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah, so you still got your accent, S H A W K, shock. Shock. I like it. Shock in the water. Yes, sir. We don't know how to say ours. We... <laughs> Thank you, Robert. Thanks, buddy. Uh, all right. Thanks, Captain. Yes, sir. That's cool. Very cool. Hey, right. by the way, yes. the folding saw works pretty good. Does it work good? Awesome. Yeah, it works pretty good. I cut two trees down. Okay. Uh, one's on your car, uh-huh. your truck, uh-huh. and the other one's on your truck. Perfect. Yeah, so you each guys have a present Look, from you the got, outside. You got it all dirty and stuff. That's awesome. I did. It works pretty good. Good. I'm serious. I put the trees on your truck. Okay. It's uh, very nice. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. <laughs>
Lovely. There's a dumpster out there, you know? <laughs> yeah, really. What the, what? He's on a roll or something. Yeah, Me and the beard. Now you got trees all over your truck. Yeah. What in the world? Mm-hmm. Works pre- it works pretty good. It definitely it, uh, it definitely has an, an aggressive yes. cut to it. Yeah. And the the biggest thing that I'm always looking for in a, in a little foldings all like that is seriously is how it glides through the wood when you cut it. Yep. And that one's probably okay. It's not great. It's okay. Okay. For ten bucks, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Would I spend forty bucks on that? No, no, because the more expensive ones have that ability to. They just. It's almost like they're almost like lubricated, <laughs> um, and uh, and they work through the wood a little bit better. But yeah, it works. It works good. I mean, it's the handle's definitely sturdy, yeah, strong, and the blades is okay. It's not great, but it's okay for so ten bucks. Pass, I'd it, buy it. It passed muster then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For ten bucks, yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Oh, no, no let's take a break. <laughs> yeah, come back. We'll uh, do a ring power tip of the week, and then we will talk to Sandy right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the ring power cat tip of the week. Ring power and a cat rental store has the youngest fleet, the most dependable fleet, in the industry, which keeps your job site, your business, your bottom line, all running without interruption and smoothly. So go to ringpower.com to learn more. This week's tip, yes, we're on Instagram, folks. Yes, we are. And uh, our very first post had a rainbow. Our second post had <laughs> Captain Kirk. I'm surprised our third one wasn't butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah, hey. rainbows and butterflies. Rainbows and butterflies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you know so, it'll be a unicorn. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you, you can follow us on Instagram now. <laughs> What'd you see? And, uh, and then, and then the third, the fourth picture would be a dead deer. With oh my gosh! Arrow on its side or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll get uh, banned. Yeah. Oh, you can get banned on Instagram too. Oh, yeah, man, you can ban it. Oh anyway. yeah, man. Oh really? Oh, yeah, I mean, Instagram yeah. is owned by Facebook, so oh, I mean, it's yeah. Mark, oh. Mark Guterberg. Oh, whatever. that's why Leon was saying he's banned for like everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but we're we're still gonna we're still we are still gonna we're look. We will post classy uh, pictures. Yes. We're we're big fans of and look. When we take pictures, mm-hmm. what I call hero shots, we try to be very respectful. Absolutely, of the animal. Of the of the animal, Absolutely. because that's a that's. I'm not one that likes to see pictures of tongues hanging out. There's blood everywhere. No. Want it look classy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Show some dignity of the yeah. animal. And in exactly. fact, I mean that's so. If you want to get that, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. And uh, we've got a couple posts up, and we're going to have more. And we will have the pictures of Mr. Tim Ward, that great story that we just heard. We're going to have pictures of that coming up on our Facebook and our Instagram account coming up soon. Mm-hmm. We'll check it out. And that's your Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. Oh, congratulations, David. David just sent us. You can kill the music. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> David just sent us a picture of a velvet buck, and I'm assuming David's hunting in South Carolina. Uh, he, well, that would be yeah, yeah. he's got to be. Yep. Yeah, I said uh, very nice. 
Yeah, I said, hot as heck, but at least you can get a Carolina Velvet Buck, and he's got a picture of his Carolina Velvet Buck. Nice. Congratulations, yeah, David. But it's hot. It <laughs> is. You know, and it's it's funny. Um, we, we all know a lot of people that hunt South Carolina. Mm-hmm. We really do. Very few of them hunt in August. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's too hot. It, you know, but, but you know what's so funny? Is the deer are stupid this time of year. You know, I mean, you could pattern a buck very easily. Oh, abs- t- yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, but but it's, I, you know. I've done it. I've, I've gone out in August and have hunted in South Carolina. And it's hard to get to the stand. Yeah. And not be soaking wet. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's and the deer flies following you. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. mosquitoes. And right now, those little kind of yellow flies are out. Yeah, yeah, the yellow flies. Golly, I they, mean, they're they're terrible. They're man. bad. I hate them. This I mean, is they the worst. Right on the back of your neck. They're the worst I've ever seen them. Yeah, they're right awful. now. Yeah. Hey, I'm getting some uh, texts on my phone from some of our listeners. Some what? They can't find Instagram. Te- Texas. 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 Oh my. Texas. Live in Texas. <laughs> so if you go to the, you have to. Hey, wait a minute now. To, somewhere, some somewhere Texas. right now, seriously, yeah. somewhere right now, Gordon and Parker shock. are laughing their rear ends off. Gotta have a shock permit. Gotta have a shock permit. Because it's Gordon. Okay, man. Hey. Gordon Everybody's Parker, got, no, Kirk. Gordon Parker said that you are a complete wordsmith sometimes. <laughs> Texas, Texas, going to Texas. So <laughs> if hey, you I go got to some the Texas, Texas on on Instagram, okay. Hey, I got some Texas on Instagram. <laughs> this is what you have to type is in, that, okay? Is that multi? Multiplexing. <laughs> so you have to type in not just outdoor show. You have to type in T H E the outdoor show to get on the instagram account gotcha so folks if you're looking for outdoor show and you and you're typing in o-u-t and it's not showing up that's because you got to type in the outdoor show on instagram right, and, and the other questions our, that i'm getting site. jeff because it's that time of year about yeah. fall plots what are yeah. we planting when are we planting um we can talk to ken first and then go into that because uh, i know there's a lot of people interested sure um you know it's something that you and i and kirk have done for years you've mastered it a whole lot better than we have the the one thing that i always try to do is is you always first of all have to have like a time frame mm-hmm. and uh with a fall food plot, we're we're planting a a mix, which is excellent because certain things deer love, and then also blending it with different plants are really good. And I mean, whether you are broadcasting, whether you're using grain drill, but you're you're typically planting like a rye or an oats or a wheat. You might be mixing in some clovers. You might be mixing in chicory. Some ashnominy. And, and, and where is the summertime. Where we are. Springtime. Um, I mean, I, I always throw in iron clay peas because. For, yeah, we do yeah. every fall. Yeah, I mean, because it, it, yeah. it, they'll, they'll last until the first freeze. Sometimes they will. Yeah. Uh, Unless they find them and then they'll well, just. The, pro- but, but the, problem, the, yeah. the problem with planting, and this is why I don't like planting iron clay peas in a fall mix, is that. Because I've seen it before, and then iron clay peas, it takes a while for them to finally eat it. And I don't know why. And if all of a sudden you get an early cold snap that doesn't get to that point, they won't eat it. 
the thing that I think is better because you're trying to have something to grow fast to allow the deer to, to like eat immediately until your fall winter you know seeds actually come and start to grow mm-hmm. is buckwheat. Buckwheat is always a good option. Good. Okay, I like that instead of an iron clay pea. So if you wanted to mix a warm season seed in with your fall crop, it's inexpensive, it's fast growing, it's awesome, it's buckwheat. But I know we bought a a, a, a buckwheat, <laughs> gosh, a duck, a buck, a a buckwheat blend at the feed store a couple of years ago, and right. it had that. It was all that in there in in one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but, but typically you want to mix something like oats, wheat, rye, and then we can add some kind of clovers, whether it be a white, a red, uh, crimson. Here's here's the biggest thing that, that that I learned from you is I was always planning Labor Day too um, early that week it, it it it's absolutely too early for fall planning um, because then you still get ninety degree days yeah you know, it'll kill it, it and if it, you got a drought then it totally yeah. kills it so typically for a fall planting you you want to go the last week of September to sometime in October. And that's what we've been doing the last yep. week of September, first week of October, and, and, and watching the rain. And you won't lose yep. a crop. Right. And that's that's your target date. So if you think about that date, which is essentially about a month away, now you want to go ahead and start getting the food plot uh, ready for planting. And so you need to spray it, kill it, turn it, do whatever you're going to do to get ready to plant. And, uh, and that'll work. So... Like, I sprayed my food plots a couple weeks ago, and I sprayed them with the intention of, because it, my, my vegetation was getting really high, I'll end up spraying it again Yeah, in probably another week or two. And uh, and then after that, I'll have the uh, company deliver the Can fertilizer. ask you one, one more thing. Mm-hmm. So, do you mow them down and then? And, and you can. Okay. You can. Is it better to do that? If if you are if you don't have a grain drill, right. you absolutely uh, don't have to do that because if you're turning the field, if you spray it, there's a product that you can add to Roundup and it makes it it makes plants die very fast and it's called Quick Kill is the brand that I use and that's a brand that's just unique to Griffin's Warehouse but it's uh, uh, other places will have it. And I don't know exactly what it is, but essentially it makes the plant take up the Roundup really fast and it dies like immediately. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it browns out quick. And so, so like a wax base? Uh, no, I don't think so. So it adheres to the leaves? A wax, it's not a wax base. I just, it, it's almost maybe, it almost give me, I have the impression it's almost like a nitrogen additive. It makes the plant grow faster, taking up the Roundup quicker and dying faster. Mm. So typically Roundup, it takes sometimes like a two weeks, you know, mm-hmm. and then you know, it starts, you know, it starts to die in a week, change color, and then two weeks later, it's it's dead, but it's not completely brown. Yep, yep. With this additive that I use, dude, in a week, it's brown and dead as a hammer. Okay. And so from a time standpoint, you know, we always want to have things done in a, in a quick hurry. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so uh, you definitely want to make sure that you have a clean food plot. When I say clean, the less clumps, the less uh, vegetation all matted up, the yeah. better it is. And so mowing helps that sometimes, mm-hmm. especially when you're planting smaller seeds like your clovers and your chicories. It allows them the energy to break through. Mm-hmm. 
versus if they had to fight through a big layer of duff that, you know, you sprayed three-foot-tall stuff and you didn't mow it and it's all clumped up. It won't, you know, small seed won't have the energy to fight through it. Right. The one the one thing that, that I've been doing in the last few years, especially the last two years, is that when – because we're, we're having to plow, okay, and it's it's a light disc, but then I'll I'll take and my my harrow mm-hmm. over and drag it mm-hmm. before I seed, sure, and and you know make a good bed and then and then I'm broadcasting, yep. and then I'm harrowing it again, I'm, I'm dragging it again, right, but, but lightly after you spread the seed, yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah simply for the fact that that if when you when you disc something if you disc it too deep. And and, not and, grow. and yeah, the seeds get down in there too yeah. deep. They're not going to grow. No, you but <laughs> so when you drag it and you make a firm bed, mm-hmm. and then you plant it. Yeah, it, the the when you say drag it, I'm a big fan of cold packers, which is basically a big roller, mm-hmm. and uh, and that kind of gives you what we call a firm seed bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you do a no till drilling, you don't even worry about that because the ground's already is compacted. You know, so yeah. a lot of different ways to do it, and uh, and. We can help you out if you got some individual questions. Shoot us a, a message on Instagram or Facebook. We can respond there as well. Uh, but let's take a break. We come back. We'll talk to Ken. We'll talk to Mike. We'll talk to Sandy. And you nine zero four six four one ten ten right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Phoenix Marine Construction, if you got a little piece of waterfront heaven and want to make it even better, CH Marine Construction can do it. They docks, bulkheads, boathouses, boat lifts, everything. They handle it and do it exceptionally well. Trusted them for, gosh, a better part of 30 years. Mm-hmm. So uh, give them a shout. CH Marine <laughs> Construction. All of our sponsors, by the way, at the homepage of outdoorshow.com, go to the bottom of the page and click on the link. <laughs> Captain Kirk the Wordsmith. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Shoot did, me. So did we get the dump button on that? Oh uh, gosh. Yes, so we got sorry. the dump button on that. We did? I'm okay. Sorry. I think Kirk was trying to say duck and uh, something uh, else came out. He was trying to say buckwheat. Buckwheat, buckwheat yeah. yeah. But yeah. We're talking yeah. about buckwheat blend. I mean, say that five times. <laughs> like buck four jotes, buck okay? Four so jotes. he's trying to say buck four jotes, but he was trying to do it too fast and he confused. The F in front of the buck. Like he oh, auto-corrected yeah. in real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need the bag? Oh, gosh. Let's go oh. talk to Ken. Oh, my gosh. Oh, good morning, oh. Ken. Oh, Lord. Hey, what's going on? What's up, buddy? God forgive me. I heard y'all talking about gators, and uh, if you have never been gator hunting, you need to go. It's a, it's a wild experience. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I've been a couple times. I've I've never, I never got one. I mean, we, you know, I I just love the idea of the the rod and reel and trying to hook one and fighting it. But well, we 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 don't do it that way. We we do it a different way. But, okay, uh, I've got three. I got three in my trophy case. You got what? Yeah, uh, three gators. I got I got three gators in my trophy case. I've I've got the uh, European uh, skull mount. Yeah got those in there and but anyway the best part of gator is what they call a jelly roll that's what we call it it's a, like the tenderloin of the uh tail yeah that's the part i was talking it's like the chicken tenders it's that little strip along yeah, the top yeah. top part of the bone yep. yeah 
Yeah, and that and the jowls. Yeah, the jawbones, a lot of people don't think about that, but on a gator, the jaws mm-hmm. obviously uh, yeah, have but, uh, a lot of muscle, and that's where some of the best tasting meat is. It's the jowls, mm-hmm. the actual jaw meat. Yeah, but if, 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 you, if you skinned out a deer and then you skin out a gator, you'll go back to the deer. Every time. Uh, if, if, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's rough. But anyway, I just thought I'd just uh, touch, you know, let that out there, you know, the best part of it is uh, what they call a jelly roll in the, in the tail. It tastes like, uh, like a tenderloin, you know. <laughs> exactly what it is, and it's whiter. It's a whiter meat. Yeah, yeah, it's a white meat, you know, and uh, it don't taste like chicken either. No. <laughs> you know, I've heard the biggest thing about butchering one of those things is just the smell. Like, yeah. no, I'll tell you what, the, what it is. Literally, you could, like, have a gator tail on a, on a cleaning table. And unless uh-huh. you ram like a, a a piece of wire or something down the spinal column or the, of the tail, I've, I've heard. Well, the way I've the heard way of stories the, uh, that the tail's still moving. The tail will jump off the table, and I've heard of people sticking knives through their hands because that tail yep. jumped off the table. Wow! Yeah, yeah. you can take, yeah, and this is and and Ken, you can confirm this. You can take a piece of gator tail that's cut like in a cube, okay, and set it uh-huh. on the table, and you can take your knife and touch that piece of meat, and that piece of meat will contract. Mm-hmm. Just that well, little, that, that little uh, cube. If, 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 uh, if the gator is still warm, yes, it'll do that. No, I'm not uh, talking about a gator tail. Now, I'm talking a piece of, of cube steak. Okay, a little little square golf ball sized piece cut out of the tail, and you touch it with a knife, and it'll go, it'll twitch. I've seen uh, it. Yeah, mm. if, if, Me too. If it's still warm, but if you, if you put them on ice, they won't do that. I got you. Mm. you know, All right, that's that's awesome. Thanks, Ken. All right, see ya. Right, buddy, see, see Ken. Ya. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, you you got to be. I mean, I that tail. Unless you run, I mean, I look, I don't know about once you put it on ice or anything, but I'm just telling you, that gator's up on the thing, skin right. table, and you try to touch it, that tail will start flopping around. Mm-hmm. I've never uh, touched a dead alligator. Never have? No. Nope. Never have. Hmm. Hmm. Let's go talk to Sandy this morning. Morning, Sandy. Hey, morning, guys. How you doing? Good. Oh, just out of the... Love getting all excited. You see that new picture that one deer I have? Yeah, you had a pretty good one. Yeah, he's sitting there kind of getting excited for out here having a work day today. Um, I've sent you my um, address, Kevin. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'll get you a decal out. I didn't. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see it. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely. I'll, I'll take care of it. Oh, buddy, my daughter gave me a fit when she seen that. <laughs> Sticker upside down. <laughs> yeah, you, you put it on your truck upside down. down. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. All right. Well, hey, I, I talked to the guys with Vela. Anytime y'all want to go out on the boat ride, they'll take it. What guy? What guys was that? Uh, Vela. Oh, Vela oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. 10 4. Yeah. All right. I'll get Thank you, right, Sandy. Uh, thanks, Sandy. I'll get it out to you. All right. Let's go talk to Chan this morning. Morning, Chan. Hey, good morning, guys. I just returned from a week up in the Carolina mountains, and I got to tell you, it was hard to come back to this heat. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah. I'll bet. Your brother was up there 
not long ago. Still is. Yeah. 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 It's a tropical storm Fred that came through. I think the Panhandle ended up dumping tons of rain up there, so it it blew out most of my spots on the far west side of the state. Uh, but up, you know, on the east and north of Asheville, you know, there was you could still find some clear streams up at the high elevation. So I ended up catching some browns and some rainbows, and had a good time anyway. Um, but um, yeah, you were talking about hunting in the heat, though. It uh, up at the high elevations, uh, you know, it was 62 degrees one day up there last week, and uh, which you know, crazy cool weather for this time of year. Yeah. But uh, I I can't bow hunt in Florida or South Carolina. You know, in Alabama, bow season doesn't start till October 15th, and my whole life that was the first day of hunting season, and it's typically relatively cool by then in South Alabama, and I just you know, I, when I first moved here 20 years ago, I tried to get into it, but it was just so hot that it just didn't feel like hunting. I'm with and you. No, but, just, but but with that being said, um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember, last September it was cold. I mean, it was like wearing medium jackets and stuff. You remember that, Jeff, when I was talking to uh, the farmer, as a matter of fact, who we were buying corn from, and he said, I've, I've never seen it this cold in, in September. And, and, and the other thing is, is where I'm hunting, if you have an afternoon thunderstorm and it goes through and you have a cool breeze after that storm goes through, it's it's very comfortable. And, you know, it, it's I love hunting in, in September. I, the, the deer are more predictable. Oh, yeah. You know, and I, I mean, I truly do. But, but I'm not going out 90 degrees, okay? It's not yeah. – I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But there are, there, are, there are days that you can, you know, that you can make it where it's, it's nice and tolerable. So, yeah. but, but yeah, I mean, hunting, I mean, it's just like this weekend, I'm not even going to go up there and work because it's, it's a hundred degrees. I don't understand why the season opened so early in South Carolina. Maybe it has something to do with the rut in Alabama. The rut doesn't start until mid January. So, uh, uh, it's not an issue, you know, as far as I'm concerned, they can start hunting season in November in Alabama would bother me at all. If, to me, the colder, the better. I mean, even in October in Alabama, there's many times that I would walk to the stand in shorts uh, and the lightest shirt I could find, and I'd have all my actual hunting clothes in a pack. Mm-hmm. You know, then once I got to my stand, I'd get dressed because I, you know, otherwise you'd be covered in sweat. And uh, but I just can't imagine deer hunting in 90 degree weather. That to me, especially with the yellow flies or the deer flies and stuff, they've been but, doing it forever. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> forever. You, you, you know, here, here's the other one, Chan, because I, you know, I read a lot of bow hunting magazines, and right now, bow hunting magazines are 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 focused on antelope, elk, uh, caribou, and you read these articles about these guys sitting in in ground blinds for twelve hours mm-hmm. and, and uh, over a water hole, and it's a hundred de- degrees. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. hell no, I couldn't. Do I it. Could. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to take a crocheting needle with me and jab myself in the leg just to stay alive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've always thought that like Georgia and Florida both should have extended seasons into January when it's the coldest. I've always well, felt see, strongly about that. Yeah, instead well, of see, just sir, they, they moved in Alabama, they moved the the, the the season back to end on February the tenth. When I was a kid, it ended January the fifteenth, which was right about the time to start running. Sure. the rut started. And so finally, over the years, we got it moved back to January the 31st, and then now it's moved back to February 10th. Now, they took away a week in December 
way. They're totally not coming by December. Right. Interesting. So, Chan, so thanks, we, man. We appreciate the conversation. We right. got we got to take a break. Thank you, Chan. Thanks, buddy. All right, uh, we come back. We're going to do a Kirby Co. Cooking Tip of the Week, and this one is actually really good. I mean, really some of the good. ones that Kirk comes up with, I mean, are just a little <laughs> bit lengthy, but this one is pretty straightforward. This is jam up and jelly and, tight, man. And I can tell you I when can I say got that right. When you, when you sent the <laughs> jam picture, up and jelly tight. When you sent the picture last night, my mouth started watering. Oh, it's like, good, man. Oh my goodness! And then Favor throws his yep. pictures out there, and man, I hadn't eaten cook. dinner yet. And, uh, yeah, so uh, I was ready. All right, uh, Coastal Equipment folks, New Kings Road, Anna McClenney, your home of Kubota, Gravely Zero-Turn Mower, Hot Seat Pressure Washers, and all the steel power equipment. So uh, if you need some equipment to get all the deer stands ready, there's one place to go, Coastal Equipment. I'd like to join us here this morning, 904-641-1010. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for Kirby Co. Builders Cooking Tip of the Week. Kirby Co. Builders, industry leader and proven provider of framing, drywall, interior, and exterior finishing on both commercial and residential products. Go to kirbycobuilders.com to learn more and to see all the amazing projects that they have completed. Mm-hmm. This week is uh, Captain Steve. Yep. Captain Steve's recipe here for grilled chicken. And uh, chicken thighs, to me, we just had this discussion during the break. Chicken thighs, to me, is the best, one of the best pieces of meat that there is. I'll put it up there against steak. I'll put it up there against good fish. Yeah, That's I'm a big like fan. One of, my, one of my top five meals is chicken thighs. Love them. Yeah. I like it, but I don't like it that much. I really? I'm a big yeah. fan. Oh, yeah. Dude, Kirk? Just, just me. I'm, that's my favorite piece of the chicken. No, I, I, no, look, I'm okay with that, but uh, I'm not taking it over steak or fish. No, 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 but top five. I'm saying top okay, five. Okay, Top five meats, yeah. proteins. Yeah. I'd say that's up there. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So you debone the chicken thigh. If you want to, you can ask the people in your Publix in the meat shop to ask them to debone it, but it's very easy to do it yourself if you have a good sharp knife. You just need a paring knife. That's right. Take the, take the thigh and just lay it down, skin side down, and take a paring knife to the backside. Hit it right Cut there right where the bone, the bone is. Yep. Hit it on both sides and then pick the bone up a little bit and just scrape underneath it and bang, you're done. So for Captain Steve's grilled chicken, you need to have deboned chicken thighs, bacon, yep. sweet baby raised barbecue sauce, which is good. Awesome. And a little bit of brown sugar. That's it. It's pretty simple. It's pretty easy. All you do is wrap the boneless chicken thigh with bacon and then you grill it on low heat. Stick a skewer through it to yep. hold the bacon on there. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when you do it on low heat, you're brushing on your sweet baby rays, and then at some point when it's about done, that's when you. And Steve does this a little bit unique. You were telling me about this. He takes like warm water and brown sugar, and he almost liquefies the brown sugar, and then he pours that brown sugar over the top. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. It does yeah. because. Yeah, and in the picture, he sprinkled some brown sugar on there too. You can see it. Yeah, yeah I you see can it. see clumps it. of it. But you can also do it to where you kind of liquefy it a little bit. It makes yeah. it maybe a little bit easier to spread. And that sugar will caramelize, and that's why you only add it to the end, because if you add it to the beginning, it will actually burn. Yeah. And I think the best thing to do is take that grill, and here he's got a gas grill. You turn it down low and cu- and then pull the lid down. And as soon as you pull that lid, lid down, that sugar will start to melt. Mm. And as soon as it melts, it begins to caramelize onto the, the, the 
the chicken mm-hmm. and with the sweet baby's rays. And oh my gosh, you know what I'm laughing? It looks good, man. Because Captain Steve is kind of he's a little particular about his things, you know. He's you know, <laughs> how so, do you know? I've, I've been around, I've been around Captain Steve. Okay. Oh, he's been around a few times. Okay, okay. He's gone fishing with him. Captain Steve's a little anal. Okay, he's, you know the boat's got to be a certain way. His clothes got to be a certain way. His hair's got to be. I put it, this, I put it to you this way: his stuff is tight, tight. I mean, like, like all the time, like Marine Corps tight. He's always been like that, right? Mm-hmm. As long as I okay. know. Okay. Did you notice how clean the grill is? That grill is clean. <laughs> oh yeah. I need to have Captain Steve borrow my grills for mm-hmm. a couple days. My grill. <laughs> What did he tell me? I got to tell you a funny story. One day I, I had a flat at the Bayport ramp and Steve, God bless him. Steve's one of these kind of persons that if you're, if you need help, he's going to come over there and help you, mm-hmm. you know, no, no matter how tired he is or wore out, he's, he, that's just the way he is. He's a fixer. And so he walked over there and I'm standing there playing around with a tire, you know, and I've got the punch kit, you know, the mm-hmm. plugs. And I, he goes, where's everything at? And I goes in the toolbox and he flips a lid on that and oh, he no. looks at me and he goes how can you live like this <laughs> and i started laughing i said so like, so like he put him in, he's like schulte yeah. exactly yeah. i said yeah. i know where every tool is in that box but yeah it's a mess i get it you're right it's a mess oh it's classic but we, uh, we both stand there and laugh like about that? it how can you live like that it was so funny oh it's classic anyway that's your kirby cool builders Ink cooking tip of the week. All right, uh, let's go to the phone lines. Let's bring up Dave this morning. Morning, Dave. Hey, good morning, guys. How we doing? Morning, good. Dave. I'm out here dodging raindrops in Mandarin. You know how it is. God, that's all we've done, brother. It's been plenty that's of all it. we do, man. Goodness. Hey, I got a quick question, man. I take my uh, grandkids out on St. John's here. We do a lot of you know off the bank and off the docks and stuff. Do you know if the shrimp are still running uh, in the St. John's they around are. Mandarin? They yeah, are. they are in the river. Oh, they are. Okay. I listen to the shrimpers every day on the radio, and they're up there really? around Arlington, and they'll come up behind Blunt Island, and they're still they're still they're still doing pretty good. I mean, we're just getting into shrimping season. Yeah. yeah, but the shrimp have been in the river for a while. I mean, like catching yeah. shrimp like with a with a cast net in the deeper channels has been no problem this year. They're not going to be any giant ones. You know? No, but it'd be good for bait. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dave. I mean, yeah, that's be, exactly what you want. You know, plenty. Yeah, be great for bait. What's the best time to do that? Is that you know at night or in the morning or? Well, I mean, it depends. I mean, f- first of all, if you're if you're on a dock, it's at night, and then yep. baiting okay. up using the lights and everything. But yep. if yep. it's during the daytime and you're trying to go fishing, you want to have an outgoing tide and you hit the deep channels. You know, for example, like a Doctor's Inlet, you hit the deep channel there. If you're uh, up in Ortega near the rail bridge, you know, right there on the on the east side of the rail bridge, is got yep. some good shrimp. You know, if you go towards uh, Mandarin Point around the south end near the Manatee sign, yeah. uh, that's another spot. You know, so, I mean, there's a lot of different places in the river and the deeper holes with the with the shrimp net webbing and everything is a, is a must. But but for, for us, generally speaking, if we're going to go catch shrimp to eat, we go, we go at nighttime. You know, if we're, if we're going after the five-gallon bucket, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 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 So... Absolutely. I got you. Get the lights and everything out there. Maybe Hagen Ace has got some uh, nets on sale. I'll throw them in that brown bag and uh, make a deal, right? That's right. Uh, they did right. have uh, a lot of a lot of cast nets there for a while. And then last year they had a whole display of just literally shrimp nets. So I, I don't know if they still got. Them. I'm sure they do. If, if here's the thing, call uh, Clay at uh, and when you call up the Mandarin store, 
ask for Clay. That's a nice store, man. Yeah, that's a good store. Yep, call Clay. Call him up and say, hey, can I speak to Clay or somebody in, in the uh, Coastal Outfitters Department and ask him. Okay, yep. I'll do it. I'll do it. Thank you, Captain. Thanks, right. Dave. Thank you, Dave. Yep. Yep. Uh, quick question. You said shrimp nets? Yeah. So do you mean like real shrimp nets with, with webbing in them? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they okay, had cool. – uh, I don't know where they got them from, but last year they had some, and uh, and it's just great. I mean, obviously, Strike Zone's got some yeah. some of the shrimp nets. So, I mean, that's – like, if you're throwing – because, like for, for example, when I go to – well, have gone to Doctors Inlet in the past, I mean, where I'm throwing for shrimp is like 23 feet. Right. If you don't have the webbing on the net, you're you're wasting your time. Yeah. And you'll see people out there that are throwing nets, and and you just sit there and you just go. You want to go over there and tell them, say, "Hey, look, you know that's not going to work." You know, <laughs> you know the because- only exception I might think to that would be those high tiders. I totally agree with you. Where they sink and they yep. sink so slow. Yep. Yeah, they. I mean, but still, they're not. I mean, I actually the the my shrimp nets are high are, tiders. Are high tiders. Yep. That I have had the webbing sewn into them. So mm-hmm. so so you get the best of both worlds. Absolutely. You get you get a light net, a lighter lead line net. Lead, yep. That's that. that Slower to close. Yep. Okay. And with the webbing, that thing catches a lot of shrimp. They're such great nets, man. I, I've, I saw people struggle this week, and I mean struggle catching bait. Yeah. And I threw the net once. You and know, you had a high tider. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and and look, I know Kirk is going to laugh at this. This was two years old. It's got holes and strings missing and I'm like I'm like I'm right at the end of the year, you know, I'm just trying to stretch it out. It it still works like a like uh, a champ, like a yeah. champ, man. Why I'm talking, not? you know, fifteen, seventeen feet of water. I pull up there, throw the net, and you know, I got my fifty, sixty baits, and I'm going fishing, and I see people just st- they're in struggle and struggle and struggle, and I, you know, I, I, I we've been telling them. I, I know, I know. It's 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 crazy. Look, For a lot of years. I, I mean, bets and high tiders don't pay us a damn thing. Okay, nope. and then, but I'm just telling you. If you want the best pogey net out there, buy that nine foot high tider. You have to go online. Nobody carries it. I don't. It's it's uh, it's it's really weird. It's like some places they don't even carry the nine footer. Nope. Mm-hmm. They carry the eight. But if you can find that nine footer, money. God, it's a great net. Money. And I, it's a great shrimp net too. Oh, the best. Yeah. My my favorite shrimp. Yeah. Net. And it comes in three eighths mesh. Yep. All right. Let's take a break. We come back. We'll talk to Lester. Do an updated weather, updated tides right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Nimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Let's uh, do an updated weather, updated tides, and the weather is brought to you by the Beer to Pig Best Barbecue in Jacksonville. I was asked a question on Thursday night at a Jaguar thing. I'm like, what kind of barbecue do you like? I said, Beer to Pig. Uh-huh. Pretty simple answer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the best beef rib, the best brisket, uh, pulled pork. I mean, that's So last that's year for home games, that's what you were served. Yeah. Is yeah, that going to yeah. happen again this year? Uh, well, we're on the road. So no, home, no, I no, said no, this year. No, no, we can't do it. Oh, uh, man, I know it's just disappointing, but okay. I've been getting my fix in. I'm all yep, good. You're good. Uh, okay. Today's weather, uh, the hurricane that is out there in the Gulf, is certainly impacting our weather. And so today it's going to be east winds, 15 knots, three to five feet. Chance of showers and thunderstorms throughout the day today. Tomorrow east winds, 10 knots, three to four. Again, chance of Rain again tomorrow. Monday, southeast winds 5 to 10, 2 to 3. Tuesday, south winds 5 to 10 knots, increase in 10 to 15 in the afternoon, 2 to 3. Slight chance of showers and thunderstorms on Tuesday. 
And then on Wednesday, southwest winds 10 to 15, seas 2 to 3 feet, chance of showers and thunderstorms as well. A Tide report brought to you by Angie Sub. By the way, uh, I think Ed is going to be uh, watching a concert tomorrow or Monday night. Huh? Have you, did you, are you a big Black Crows fan? No. No. Oh, you don't like the Black Crows? No. Not a fan. No, I was never a fan. I like of the Black Crows. Anyway, Ed's going to see him in concert this week. Good for him. Uh, Ed's the Ed's of Angie Subs, and Angie Subs has the best sub in Jacksonville, right there at the corner of Beach and Penman. And don't forget, don't forget about the Grom. And they are outstanding as well. Got some of the same subs at Angie's, but a little bit different menu. And if you haven't had the uh, pounded pork sandwich at the Grom, do yourself a favor and check it out. It's called the Hammered Pig. It's awesome. Tides for Jacksonville at Mayport, the Bar Pilot Dock. Today you have a 1.38 p.m. high tide. That's a 4.68. Tomorrow morning at 7.53 a.m. is a low tide. That's a .91. 2.26 in the afternoon tomorrow is a high tide. That's a 4.61. That's your tides report again brought to you each and every week by Angie Subs. All right, let's go to the phone lines and let's bring up a great American, Lester, this morning. Morning, Lester. Morning, Lester. How you doing? Well, you're pretty much par for the course. Yeah, right last on segment of the show. Hey, Jeff, I'm sorry. It took us forever to get a signal, man. We're over here in, in took the woods. Took you forever to wake up, yeah. you said? <laughs> no, we're doing our plots over here in the woods, but I got somebody. You're going to die. First time caller, Billy Goat. Talk to him, John. What's up, man? Billy Goat. Billy we, Goat. We've heard all kinds of stories yeah, about you. Yeah, you're a legend in this station. Yes, sir. Am I? Am I? Okay. Oh, wow. Well, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you loud and clear. And, and do you do you realize that Lester's yeah, telling yeah, stories man. about you and how you got your nickname? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was bred with a goat. For uh, <laughs> some reason, I had hair growing out of my Adam's apple for some reason. White hair. So. Did you ever want to yeah. shave it off? All the time. All the time, but it grew back thicker. <laughs> grew back thicker. So I just got the name Billy Goat, and it stuck with me. We got to get a picture of. Yeah. Yeah, we you got, guys got to do a yeah. selfie. Yeah, do a selfie there, Lester, and send it to us. Yeah, we want to see a picture of Billy Goat. Well, <laughs> We're out here doing plot. We'll, we'll get one to you when we get some good service. Okay. All right, you guys uh, have a good right. one. Billy Goat, stay out of Billy the food plot. Good to hear from you. Stay out of the food Okay. Uh, sorry. Uh, we had somebody call, uh, call off the it's air, wanted to know Dad's the name of Dad's book is Echoes of Time. Mm-hmm. If you, if you want to order, order I got it. I got it on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. Yep. Echoes of Time by Worley Favor, W-O-R-L-E-Y. And it's F A V E R, correct? Not Favre, not Favre. Okay, Favor. Mm-hmm. Okay, Whirly Favor. Yeah. And uh, it's a very enjoyable collection of short stories, and I think uh, certainly casual reading. It is casual, and something certainly that would be good for the bathroom. Yeah, you know, where you need uh-huh. just a short story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. You can each trip read a chapter. Sure. Sometimes you can read two. 
<laughs> if need be, it might take three chapters. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's just all according to how fast buckwheat grows. All right, real quick, let's get Mark in here this morning. He's calling back in again. Good morning, Mark. Good morning again. Got to be quick. Yeah, quick. Hey, I'm quick. I was going to say, you're talking food plots a little while ago. If you got your own property, go ahead and do yourself a favor and put some irrigation in, and you'll save a lot on those food plots. Shallow wells, all you need, shallow irrigation wells, keep them damn things watered, and you won't lose much when it gets hot, arid, and you have a drought. doesn't matter. Go out there and irrigate. Well, that's why you wait until the last week of September, and then you have the first week of October. You that's have true. zero chance, for the most part, of losing a food plot from heat. And then you also get the morning dews that happen, which also can help sustain a food plot. And obviously you you want to make sure you time it to where you've got some moisture in the ground. Well, I had the 25 acres I used to plant. I planted in a three-time rotation, one-thirds. My late spring plots that I had irrigated, I used to have the deer come out and go into the plot. When they'd walk into it, they'd vanish. Oh, you'd see the leaves moving. And I'm and I, those ones I left until the winter killed them. That was one third of my food plots. I'd plant them. Yeah. Last April, first week in May, and I just make sure and keep them ir- irrigated. You All right, well, we got to roll. Hour, daylight, yep. and let them run. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Take it. Yep, and uh, look, keep our armed services in your prayers. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, yeah, let's hope that we get a little bit better um, leadership. Let's get a little competency. Yeah. Um, just just saying. Just, just you know, uh, being a parent of. Yeah, you your know, daughter's in the service. Yeah, my daughter's in the service. Can you imagine? And, no, I, I I can't, Jeff. I mean, it, it brought me to tears yesterday. Honestly, man, it's it's tough. 13 of our soldiers being killed over there is just unnecessary. Yeah, it shouldn't have happened. No. But anyway, I just, I had to get that off my chest because it, it, it and, uh, and also, Folks, if you know anybody in Louisiana, send them a text. Send them prayers go out to them, man, too, uh, because that, that, that Ida does not look good, man. Prayers for them. Yep. 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 Jeff, as usual, the Outdoor Show is brought to you by some fine sponsors. Mo Southwest Grill of St. Augustine. Steen Hatchie. Yeah, they're looking for employees. Steen Hatchie River Club. And uh, obviously, the scallop season's starting to fade. Mm-hmm. You better get it quick. Angie Subs. Strike Zone. Shimano. Whalen Bay Marine. Kirby Co. Builders. Tire Outlet. Atlanta Coast Marine, CNH Marine Construction, Shark Coatings, Hagen Coastal Outfitters, LV Hires Inc., Consignment Boat Sales, Claw Nolan Cadillac, Big Pen Heating and Cooling, Coastal Equipment, TS Home Renovation, Stack M Storage, Ring Power and the Cat Rental Store, The Bearded Pig, and of course the Nimnick Family of Dealerships, Buick and GMC on Phillips Highway and Chevrolet on Cassett. Folks, remember anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Y'all have a great weekend. See ya. See ya. See ya. And when I I'm